0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, we will face a Mad Max-like dystopian society in which a gasoline shortage will lead us to decide to drive around in souped-up hot rods?
1: This is Melanie, and in the future, scuba tours of what used to be Florida will be half price for seniors. And this is Jesse. In the future, the D&D stuff
2: will always be in the green folder and never in the purple folder.
3: (laughs)
0: <laughs> well that's so meta they're not even the listeners not even gonna be able to like
2: <laughs> no they wouldn't know They'll have no
0: idea <laughs> <laughs> oh man um all right welcome to the grellix podcast another exciting month of podcast goodness yeah yeah yep uh today we're going to talk about the last half of marvel's bring on the bad guys um we're gonna wrap that puppy up and send it off
1: <laughs> <laughs> with holes poked in it so it can breathe. With a, yeah, yeah, that,
0: yeah with holes poor, in the packaging so it can breathe. That poor puppy. Yeah. And,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff. Yeah, we are. Well, what's new, guys? Let's let's start this off. Let's 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 be get greetings. Get greetings. <laughs> let's be get greetings. <laughs> All Rain, right, ready. We get the greetings then. Be, we begin with the greetings.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: What's new with with you guys?
1: I don't think there's anything new with me. Yeah. Nope, I'm the same, same old, same old. Oh,
0: this is going to be a riveting episode. Well, I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. It, I'm not harassing you specifically.
2: Okay. We'll, we'll have actual rivets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is it going to be very steampunk? Oh yeah.
4: yeah.
2: Yeah yeah. Polished polished rivets. Yeah. Oh yeah got to keep it shiny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: With extra uh goggles. Yeah. And a bowler hat. So I'm di- okay, I'm dying to talk about this. Um we went today to the movies and saw Mad Max Fury Road. We did. And it is great.
1: It it's good.
2: It's great. I'm looking- I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, Holly does not
1: want to see it, so I'm in that boat where I'm like, okay, well, I gotta find a time. Well, you should tell her that on the internet, I read an article that said it's a chick flick that is only made to trick, uh, men into taking their women. To well, she's a feminist movie.
2: She's, she's read a couple of those, and so now she actually feels like she should go see it because she's a bad feminist if she doesn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is all just clever mar- clever marketing on the part of Mad Max. Oh, um, for sure. You know, their PR team. They know what
1: they're doing. That's a good point. We did. We actually did have a long discussion on the way home about whether it was feminist and how feminist exactly it was. <laughs> like on, on the FEMO scale.
2: On <laughs> yeah, the yeah. FEMO scale, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a real scale. Oh. Uh, if it is. I apologize for light of it'm
0: I'm holding I'm holding my tongue I'm holding my Are tongue you, on several things
2: how, how did you talk and hold your tongue You have incredible gifts, my
0: friend. I can't say if it was I can kind of see the idea of some feminist stuff in there, but also not not at all. Like there's 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 a lot of women. But no, not at all. Not even remotely. There's 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 women in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's strong female characters. Yeah, there's strong female characters. Um, it doesn't seem like a an agenda movie at all. Are
2: know? they? You know, like maybe I'm guessing here,
0: but um,
1: are they kind of a minority though in the cast? No. N- oh, oh, they're not. No, well, oh. well, it depends on how you look at it. If you're looking at main characters. They make up the majority of the main characters, but if you're looking at the entire cast, as in all the people in the world, yeah, for sure they're the major- the minority.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, That's what I was wondering. There's, like...
1: there's not that many women in the Mad Max world, it looks like, um, but the few that there are all just happen to be riding on the same truck, kind of a thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> See, I
0: don't know if I would necessarily agree with me- that. I mean, I guess... Like, when you do see, like, gr- big groups of people, there's a lot of dudes in there. Mm-hmm.
1: But now, all of the, except, except for one other group of people, they're all men. What are you talking about? There were women in there? Yeah. The one other group I was talking about. Anyway. Yeah. We can't talk about it. We're going to, to do spoilers.
0: In the cast, because I think that gives, I think, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think that gives, um, someone who hasn't seen it the wrong idea. In the cast, we're not talking about the concept of the world. Um. Yeah. The main characters and uh-huh. the people that get the most screen time, yes, are it's seventy percent women. Okay, seventy seventy
1: five percent women. Okay, I can accept that.
0: Um, including sh- this is not necessarily spoilers. Is her name Charlize Theron? Yeah. Um, she gets as much, if not more, screen time than than um what's his name, Bane, Mad Max. I can't remember his name offhand.
1: It's because she's prettier.
0: But well, she's easier to look at. Um, whoa, we just blew the whole feminist thing, didn't we?
1: No, <laughs> no. It's, you, it's acceptable that she's attractive. I, she's, she's one of my girl crushes.
0: Yeah, but you're not a feminist. I can't, I can't count okay, on your well, word to keep me safe from the feminists. That's true. Anyway, all that aside, uh, it's awesome. We watched, uh, this last week, we watched the three early Mad Max, earlier Mad Max movies mm-hmm. to kind of prepare and, like, I enjoy them, but each movie has some kind of major disappointment to me, and oh, I yeah. figured out that they're not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, to me, like, this movie is... Like, Beyond Thunderdome takes an hour and 20 minutes before you get, like, a Mad Max-style chase scene. Right. And this movie lives Mad Max-style chase scene. Yeah. And I, I don't have to say anymore, more, but... <laughs> Big recommendation for Mad Max Fury Road from me. I just wanted to mention it. Um we saw that instead of uh the new Avengers today, so that was probably our mistake, but that's okay. No, no. Well, 'cause I've
2: seen I've seen Avengers and uh, see, I can highly recommend that you should see that. So Yeah. And th- we, there's high recommendations all around.
1: We will see that. He was saying we should have seen it so we could talk to you about it, but then again, yeah. we watched all three Mad Maxes in preparation for this. So we had to. Yeah,
2: yeah, oh yeah. Well, and we've been talking about it even on the podcast.
4: for yeah. months.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want I do want to say this because when when yeah we we have talked about it on previous episodes, um, when it like it was first announced and the first trailer hit and all that, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I heard there's a forty five minute long car chase. After seeing it. I can't really say if there's a 45-minute long car chase just because the entire movie is almost car chase. Almost, yeah. Like, 80% of this movie, if not more, takes place on the road, which is, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know when the chase starts and ends and picks up again. It's just all, it's a road movie. Yeah. (laughs) So. Do they ever stop for gas? Um, they... They don't uh, don't stop
1: for gas. They stop for, like, repairs and whatnot, I think.
0: Yeah, there's, there are, I mean, it does, I mean, it slows down once in a while, and they do make a couple stops, but, um, the gas isn't really an issue.
2: (laughs) Even though it is.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. 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 But, Uh, yeah, (laughs) my future prediction isn't, I mean, it is a commentary on this movie, but just the concept of the Mad Max universe in general, Mm -hmm. that's one of the funniest things. They try to kind of deal with it in Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, I guess the second one, too. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. still the idea of, like, this huge resource, which is a big, major, like, contribution to the world falling into disorder. Mm -hmm. And so everybody decides to become, like, roving gangs of motorcycle and dune buggy and hot rod enthusiasts.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, right.
1: I like that they continue on, though, with um, some of the things from the other... uh, Mad Max things too, because it's not just gas that's in Shorter's, It's also fresh water.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because the yeah because they the first one the first Mad Max movie doesn't really establish much about the world other mm-hmm. than it's weird and kind of a mess. Yeah. And then it's not till the second and third one where they start to actually talk about uh fall you know uh at- atomic bombs and fallout and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, bust out the Geiger counters and.
0: And I had made a point of, like, other than the trailer, not to, like, read anything about this movie going into it. Mm-hmm. Um So I wasn't even sure if it was just a straight-up sequel or if it was a reboot. It's pretty much just a sequel. It's just like another Mad Max movie, which I think mm-hmm. was the... Yay!
4: Like, yeah, I think it was <laughs> a
0: smart way to do it because yeah, they don't... You don't get the reboot origin. Most people should know Mad Max, mm-hmm. but I understand, like... There's a lot of younger people now that we're getting older. There's more younger people around who don't yeah. probably know anything about that stuff. And, you know, super simple, like, little voiceover narration. The first maybe minute, 30, 45 seconds of the movie, and you've got all you need to know.
2: So take note, superhero movies. Uh, you can recast it and not start over.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I, I was saying to Randall... Tom Knight. Hardy. Is that his name? Tom Hardy, okay. Bane. Yeah, Bane. Yeah. I was saying to Randall that I do feel bad for Mel Gibson, that he doesn't get to continue on with the character that he helped create.
0: Yeah. yeah. Tom Hardy's unusual in it. He doesn't talk a lot, which is fitting for Mad Max. hmm He makes grunts and weird noises. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Like, just, I don't know. And there is one line where uh, he said something and Melanie leaned over and she's like, oh, I can hear Bane now. <laughs>
2: I could. Ah, I had that problem with Daredevil, but that's you know that's another topic entirely. Because have oh, you finished?
0: Yeah. You have you finished Daredevil? Yeah, yeah I finished that up this oh, couple of weeks ago now. Oh, nice. Okay, well, we can talk about a little bit of that if you if you wish. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't mean to sidetrack us so far into Mad Max territory, but we just like we just got home
1: like an hour and maybe a half ago. an hour
0: ago. Yeah, right. Um, And I was just, like, we watched all three movies and then went and seen this. And this is, I think, by far my favorite one. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is crazy because it's almost like you don't know what to expect. You're like, it's been decades since they've made a Mad Max movie. It's the same director. Yeah. Which is awesome. George Miller.
2: Yeah, because you never know what you're going to get when... When you do that, like in comic books, they'll do the same thing where they'll like pick up where an old storyline left off. And sometimes it's epic and
0: sometimes it's like, oh, it's a good thing that they Mm -hmm. stopped doing that. Or or like you can tell they're trying to recapture something and for whatever reason, it's just not there. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I don't think that's the case here. I think they captured it better here than they did in what they were trying to do in the earlier ones.
1: Yeah. But I think there's been other movies similar to this Mm -hmm. and there's advancements in the technologies they Mm -hmm. can use to make it make maybe what he was going for more available to Mm -hmm. him i think Mm -hmm. i think that so that it just made it easier for him to get what he was trying to get in all the other movies and that was one
0: thing i was curious i was like are they going to go as practical as possible or is there going to be a lot of cg and i want to say there's probably a fair mix of cg in there Mm -hmm. Um, and for the most part, it works because the movie, like the scene is either super stylized where you're like, well, it's CG, but it's also like, just kind of like surreal. And then, um, other parts where it's a little more suspect, but for the most part, like it all works pretty well. Um, like you can tell it's CG because there's a truck float of dudes that just got flung out onto the ground and you know, (laughs) people would be dead if they really filmed that. Right. So for the most part, it looked pretty good. I was kind of concerned about what a Mad Max style movie with CG would be like. Because part of what I enjoyed about the earlier ones was they'd have the scenes where it's like just this whole like, I don't know what you'd call this whole gang of crazy, whacked out, souped up uh, vehicles and little helicopters flying. And like you'd have all these vehicles going down like through the desert in one shot. And it's all like really there. And that's kind of what I enjoyed about it. It's like, they actually, like, spent the money and put all those vehicles there, and they're going fast. Um,
1: But they usually did all their own super dangerous stunts, and I'm sure tons of people really got hurt making those movies, too. Yeah,
0: at least the early ones. But, anyway, enough of that. We should talk about Daredevil and The Flash, uh, because Melanie and I are not caught up on Arrow, so I know that's kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, we're sorry, guys. We suck.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, when we'd sit down to watch either, we we watched Daredevil, or we watched um The Flash and Arrow on Hulu, so when we'd sit down, if there was a Flash episode versus an Arrow episode, Flash always won out. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah.
1: And, and then Daredevil came along, and that was like all we watched for, until it was done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We fell behind on Arrow, and now Hulu dropped off an episode, at least one episode that we haven't seen, so I'm not sure how we're going to...
1: We're going to find it.
0: We'll have to find it somewhere.
1: <laughs> somewhere. It'll fall from the ether into our laps and we'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys got
2: ether? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Be, uh, much we kind of do the same thing, It's uh, except for a long time we were doing it the other way around. Like, well, we know we want to watch The Flash, so we're going to save it for last.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's not a bad way to do it either, though. Mm-hmm. Because there's some episodes where I'm like, I don't want to wait! Because we'd yeah, be on top yeah. of it. We'd have to wait, you know, a week or so between episodes because we'd yeah. watch it as soon as it came out for the most part.
1: And it was right. great because with The Flash, it was like, we commented on it several times. It's like the season that never ended until it did, and then it was sad. But it's like, yeah. we're like, just keeps going and going and 23 going. 23
0: episodes. And what, they took like maybe a little break partway through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a lot of Flash. I was impressed for first season. It's crazy.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, they even, um, I mean, spoilers, boom, uh, like the whole thing with Iris on top of the, the building where they kind of talk about it. And like back in the day when you were called the streak or whatever, yeah. and it was like, yeah, don't miss that name. And it was like, oh my goodness, that was all in the same season. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like that was a different season
0: uh-huh. compared to what we're watching at the end. Yeah, I think that's, like, what really makes it, for one, stand out, but is, it's kind of crazy. Like, if you compare, compare it to Arrow, a lot of stuff will happen in a season of Arrow, but you don't really feel like that much time goes by. Um, right. But, yeah, in The Flash, like, sure, okay, 23 episodes is a pretty long season, but it's not unheard of. But the amount of stuff and, like, the journey they took from the beginning of the season to the end... Mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to even touch the reverse flash in season 1. Yeah. And we right. pretty much get like that whole storyline re- almost resolved. Mhm. Grilla Grord was in there. It's just a lot of crazy stuff. A good portion
2: of the rogues gallery. Yeah. Mhm. I mean like all the really major bigs are already in that first season. There's only a, like a few that I can think of that aren't Like Mirror Master or something like that.
0: they got to keep something back for Season 2. Right, (laughs) exactly. They really went all out, though, I think. It's almost like, I think by the time they were getting towards the end of Season 1, they probably figured they were coming back for Season 2. But it's almost like, throw everything we got at it, because, you know, who knows? Maybe it won't come back. We'll at least have, like, accomplished this big... Mm-hmm. big story we'll have pulled in like the amount of stuff they pulled in from the comics is pretty impressive sure yeah
1: yeah i know randy like every time they'd throw something little in, randy would be like oh 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 like the the suit in the ring and uh <laughs> well it was oh a... yeah that was epic, that was epic. yeah
0: <laughs> it was it's mainly the things that like i know from the i mean i'm not the, super familiar with the flash stuff in the comics but it's the things that i'd be like they're not going to do the suit in the ring in a live action TV show. I just don't see it. They're not going to do Gorilla Grodd in a live action t- t- TV show. I'm impressed that they're going to do time travel at all. Like, yeah. And they just they did it all, you know.
2: Right, right, right. And then Jay Garrick's helmet.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, whoa, like,
2: what? And then he's just like, yeah, that's my cue.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yes,
2: it was great. Oh my goodness, you guys are going to reference Crisis.
0: Super well, impressed.
2: Well, like they've they've been referencing it from the beginning, but I mean like that's a flat out reference. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You start pulling in golden age flash.
4: Mm-hmm. So cool.
1: Yeah, I was a little concerned what was gonna happen once they got to the, the point where they're like, um he had decided he was gonna go gonna go back and try to save his mom. And I'm like, how are they gonna play this out? Because either they're gonna have to do the whole um
0: like the flashpoint, flashpoint
1: thing? Point thing, yeah. Or um, they're gonna have to like recreate the first season over almost, but they can't because they have tie-ins with the Arrow. So how how is this all gonna work? And then and then they fixed it all for me, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I get it now. Yeah,
0: I was almost a little worried that they were going to kind of like almost reboot the show, like not in yeah. like you know this isn't working, let's reboot it, but in like alternate timeline version of season one yeah. again for season two. I was a little worried they were going to do that and who knows they could, but I, I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not convinced that there won't be some
2: retconning, but I don't think it'll be as major as that. Mm-hmm. Cause I, yeah. Cause we're, we're kind of stuck in this paradox kind of situation right now. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Without, giving away the entire finale
1: well i was just gonna say okay i i'm not particularly fond of well gosh what was his name
0: who the detective
1: the, the, the thought captain or no the Thawn guy detective that, Thon? Harrison did, Wells. no not no. harrison Wells. his yeah. ancestor
0: uh, iris's yeah. uh, eddie. eddie eddie okay
1: yeah. eddie i'm like Oh, Eddie, it's your turn to be the hero, and then you screw it all up and destroy the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go.
0: Like, that really was kind of like...
1: I'm sorry, and that just gave just it all away, I guess, but... God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the hero! And then, and then that's Doom for all... Yeah, he really shouldn't have done it.
4: No. Yeah,
1: good job thinking that one through. <laughs> it
0: seems like the Flash could have handled it if he needed to, but... maybe. But, okay, and, okay, I know this isn't intentional, and it's not, like, a slight on the actor himself, but he's got so many expressions that, like, he's not bad, but just his face strikes me as goofy. It
1: is! He's, and not only goofy, but Likeably I'm like, goofy. I'm like, did you see, this is earlier on in the in the se- series, or a season, I guess, I'm like, did you see the smile that he just gave him? There's something going on there. That's weird. Why is he giving people these weird smiles (laughs) all the time? Yeah, he, like,
0: it's hard to explain where if he was a really good actor, it'd almost be like intentional. That's his character. You know, he's kind of goofy. But if you almost have a Barrowman problem. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like,
2: he's really enjoying it. And it kind of messes up the show maybe that's what it
0: is maybe (laughs) maybe he just loves shooting that show i think so um but that made the character very likable for me where initially i was like i don't really care for this guy i don't care for the angle they're taking with him um Mm -hmm. but yeah i ended up enjoying him quite a bit to where when he does that final thing it oh god that's almost a spoiler in itself but to what he does in the season finale almost makes more sense because it's like, well, he's like good natured, but kind of goofy, not necessarily the smartest, so it kind of makes sense he would do that. Uh-huh. Way to go, Jughead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The <laughs> lovable
2: Jughead. That's so weird. <laughs> Reverse Flash's uh, great ancestor is uh, Jughead.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, and that explains why they're always going out to eat now.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true.
1: I have never read any Flash ever, so I took it upon myself to Wikipedia, um, oh, yeah. the reverse Flash, find out a little bit about him. And oh, I'm, boy. And I'm like, wait a <laughs> minute. This doesn't make... I'm like, basically, this guy's just always been insane and done crazy stuff. And then one day he decided that the Flash was his nemesis, and that's how it happened. Or from what I understood. I'm like, this is all really weird.
2: Well, and there's a couple of them too. So it's like some of them are from the future and mm-hmm. some of them aren't and
4: yeah.
1: Well, uh, then though, I, maybe I didn't read enough of it because I only, I don't know how much of it I did read, but I was reading out out to Randall also. Um, but yeah, the, the one was, was from the, from the future well beyond. Ebert um,
2: Thawne, if If you got the original one, then yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, oh, that was another part of the of, of the show that I was like, no one questions this. And I'm like, he says he's born <laughs> like 120 or 140, I can't remember exactly, years Into in the, the future, future. And talks about knowing Barry. And I'm like, how is he supposed to know him if he was born that far in the future that nobody questions that they're all still alive and this is normal and okay? Mm-hmm. Nobody says anything about it.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: So he would, you know be, I don't know, like 140 or 180, depending on which of the, or 60, I mean,
0: I don't know. No, well, I mean, in a TV show, if you're dealing with time travel, things are going to get dicey, but that does seem like a pretty basic, like, date to have nailed down, or time period. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. He, because he does say he was, he's not born until like 140 years from, you know, present day.
4: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: maybe but, they, maybe they're just like but he's met barry
1: yeah and maybe maybe they're just like oh well i'll maybe have a like long a... long happy life i guess <laughs> and then just don't question don't it <laughs> kind of like uh like
2: deadpool kind of thing where like deadpool he just regenerates so quickly that
0: oh you know what that's not a bad yeah that's not a bad Kind like
2: kind of like wolverine you know it, it could be that kind of thing where he has almost like a healing factor which keeps him healthy and young i don't know
1: well no no yeah i'm not i'm not saying there he couldn't still be alive i'm just saying it's weird that he wasn't like why would i be your nemesis then if you weren't even born until after i should be dead
0: he says that and and yeah barry doesn't question it nobody questions it
1: but i'm weird right. like that I, i'm the i'm the i'm the person in the room that would be like wait a minute wait a minute and ruin everybody's <laughs> this, fun
0: this <laughs> math doesn't add up yeah <laughs>
2: yeah you can have your science but not science without math <laughs> that's <laughs> <Yeah>. right
4: <laughs> <laughs> um
0: a couple uh, episodes back the episode where they had to they were they had to transport well they kind of had to transport the prisoners Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, the Flash sometimes dips into Arrow-style logic or lack of logic. Yeah. Yeah. But not nearly as bad most of the time. Why go and get Captain Cold Yeah. and his sister, the gold girl, I don't know her name. Yeah. Why did he go get them? They served no purpose other than she happened to know how to drive a big rig. Mm-hmm. There was no reason for them to be there. I didn't understand the point of that other than to double-cross them because they're villains. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, That probably was it. It, it just made sense uh, for the double-crossing and to get them out of the way for later parts of the show. Yeah.
0: I mean, the plan was fine. Like, they gassed them, put them to sleep, throw them in the back of the truck, keep them gassed. You've got no problems. You just drive yeah. the truck across town <laughs> and don't tell anybody about it. But they also have the same type of security as the Arrow Cave, in which anybody can apparently just waltz right into Star Labs unnoticed. Yeah. Unless
2: you're Harrison Wells, in which case we know he's in the building.
0: Uh, Uh,
1: Only if he's in his wheelchair, though. Once he's he's out of it,
2: then (laughs) Then he's in the
0: building and they don't know where he's at.
1: Well, you know they had
2: to have that episode just so they could actually name
1: her
0: the Golden Glider. That's what it is. Yes, that's why. The Golden
1: Glider. Mine was better. What was yours? Gold Digger. Gold Digger. <laughs> oh, that would have been good.
4: <laughs> I didn't say she's a gold digger.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh man. Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the season finale of The Flash was huge.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
0: The an- Okay. Horrible cliffhanger. Yeah. Like that's a pretty insane cliffhanger to leave a season on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but leading up to it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was impressed with, um, the production for one,
4: mm-hmm.
0: like occasionally they'll do the CG flash running around or flash and reverse flash. And when they get up close to the camera, it, it's, it's a little, it's iffy. They mm-hmm. look, you know, it goes
2: bullet time, <laughs> like, like you're super fast. Now it's time to go bullet time. Yeah.
0: And like, you know, it looks questionable, but for the most part, like it's a TV show. mm mm-hmm. And I'm super impressed with it. And like, how how huge was that last scene? Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, again, I'm gonna spoilers just because I want to say it. We got sk- skyscrapers being sucked up into the sky, and berries like running up to up into the sky, jumping from debris. Like it was just awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Flash nato.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flash-nado. Yeah, it was,
1: it was super cool. I it did. They did keep it going too long, though. I thought to the point where he got too close and it looked weird. They should have. Well, they that's what ended was, before then. But
0: that's what I was saying. Like sometimes the CG, expe- particularly when it's you, it's the Flash mm-hmm. or somebody gets close because they get they have that like fake plastic look to the face. Yeah. Um, the CG doesn't hold up that close, but uh. Yeah, yeah, that's you so know. You're
2: saying you're saying it was a little too flashy. Yeah, yep,
0: just a little, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, like huge, and so I think after the season finale, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure this is like the best superhero TV show that has ever, yeah, I'd has be hard ever been. To <laughs> say
2: anything's ever topped it, I don't know.
0: Yeah. What are you doing over there? I'm getting drink. <laughs> she's trying to be all quiet. <laughs> she's trying to, she like quietly stands up and walks over there and then she starts fiddling with bags and she's dropping things and she's cursing. <laughs>
4: I just, I just.
0: Did you break something? Did you open the box weird again? Yes, I did. I put them in there intentionally so you could like well, pop the open what? up.
1: And you did like pull the, the thing off so I realize what's happening. I'm and-
0: not going to open it for you.
1: <laughs> I mean, Bad to do
0: that.
1: Yeah, I had to open two because one's a monster, which is for just it's delicious for sipping uh, energy sipping monster goodness, and then the other is because I'm going to eat one of those candy bars, and you this can't is going to watch candy down.
0: bar on a podcast. I can
1: eat a candy bar anywhere. Oh, Looks
0: <laughs> well, like this is getting it. Well, this
1: was all getting cut anyway. Oh. We're not. We're not going to have a uh, the whole world listen to me drop out. out of the fridge and. <laughs> Make a fool of myself.
2: (laughs) Oh, thank you, brand new
4: microphone.
2: (laughs) Nothing funnier than a snort. (laughs) True. Especially on a nerd podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. Oh, man. I, was, I mean, I don't remember what it was about, but I was making these weird laughing noises that were like throat snorts. You remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, no. For like a quite a while. You
0: sounded like a mutant.
1: <laughs> but I don't know why you made me laugh like, like that, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was worse than that. <laughs> 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 it was like... like <laughs> or something. I can't even do it. <laughs> oh man. Okay, but anyway, I'm done. Back to the show.
4: <laughs> okay.
0: Back to the show. Um, yeah, that's that's you know, I don't know what else to say about the flash, but
1: It's fantastic. Yeah,
0: I was I've been digging it.
1: Can't wait for more.
0: I can. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna feel like a long time. Yeah, it is. It'd be like
2: Doctor Who kind of hiatus. Oh, yeah. there yeah. how, to- how dare you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> how dare you, W B C W, whatever you are. They just need to I want an episode every week. <laughs> yeah. No, no, and know, Daredevil, too. And Daredevil. You know
1: what they need to do? They all need to get together, these different networks and, and whatnot. And coordinate it. And coordinate it so there's always at least one really good show playing at any given time. So I'm like, I can I can do without Doctor Who if this is on or that is on or whatever. That's, Just yeah, stagger yeah. them so that there's always something I want to watch available to me.
0: That's a good point because it'll go for per- from periods of, like, nothing to all of a sudden there's all these shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Like, we haven't even checked out iZombie. Have you watched that at all, Jesse? No, no, but uh, I hear, like, the promos for it. Like, tonight, after the Flash, iZombie. And it sounds interesting, so... And, I mean, I I haven't necessarily heard raves about it, but I want to say I've heard positive things about it. I've never read the comic book, and I know they've changed quite a bit. The promos haven't necessarily gotten me on board, but I'm cur- right. I'm curious, I just haven't, like... It's We had Daredevil, we have Arrow and Flash, and they started the iZombie at the same time as um, this season of uh, Stuff. Yeah. Uh, but now, stuff. now we,
2: And now we got uh, Game of Thrones. And oh yeah, Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. Something, something's gotta go. Something's gonna hit the cutting room floor there. I don't you can't e- watch all the time.
0: I don't even know. We dropped off of uh, Gotham forever ago, but I don't know when that ended or if it has ended yet like yeah there's there's you know too much all at once which is mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad thing it's just hard to keep up you know there's been so you know like all this stuff we're talking about there's been so much like there's like
2: controversy and big events with each thing like avengers we talked about that you know, like the whole thing with joss dropping off of twitter because of you know mm-hmm. i again, again like feminism has become a thing that has attached itself to each movie that's come out now. Really? uh, Yeah. (laughs) I was not aware
1: of that, but well, Well,
2: but they were trying to, um, they were trying to say that he got some feminism backlash, um, for certain things that it's just a couple of little things that happened in, in, well, and I shouldn't say little because, you know, it depends on perspective, but Mm -hmm. a few things that happen in the Avengers movie, uh, really riled some people up and maybe rightly so. And maybe not, you know, you, you mm-hmm. get, you get, you get different sides of the story on, but in both camps and yeah. So he, he dropped out of Twitter and everybody was trying to blame, blame the hate mail and whatnot, which I'm sure the hate mail probably didn't help, but he, he came out and said
0: that, no, I just, I want to be creative. And this is like the noisiest place on earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and generally Generally, he doesn't shy away from that stuff either. He's he's kind of a, um, you know, I mean, it's Joss Whedon. He's fairly well-spoken, and he's kind of vocal. He'll, he'll take things head on yeah. and be like, no, this is how it is, blah, blah, blah. So it's interesting that he dropped off of Twitter, but I could see, since he is that way, that it wouldn't, you know, I don't think he'd be bullied off of Twitter. No, but- no. And that's basically what he said. He's like, no, that's not why. Well and, and, that, and that would be ridiculous is basically what he said. And somebody in his position, particularly since he makes so many like shows and movies that are geared towards a certain audience, i.e. the internet geek type audience, yeah. or at least not necessarily geared towards them, but like very, you know, appealing to them.
4: Huh.
0: It would be like uh that last season of The Guild that we watched, in which it's like the game developer who is too busy obsessing about what people are saying about him online to uh-huh. actually like do his job.
4: Yeah, it'd be yeah.
0: like that to where it'd be hard to deal with that if there was so much of it. It'd even be hard just to be like, "No, I'm not going to look." Okay, I'm going to look. You know, just to see yeah. what people are saying.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be too hard for me.
0: Well, you don't look at any of
3: it
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, uh, I mean, I'm not a feminist. That not really, but I'm. I have believe in you know some feminist principles. I don't. I think. Well, women shouldn't be excluded from things and should Mm -hmm. get paid the same Mm -hmm. for the same job and all that kind of stuff. But when we're talking about the entertainment industry, it's a freaking story and you can't make people change stories to be uh, feministically correct because it's not about being correct. It's about a good story being entertaining. It's not entertaining if it pleases everyone in the freaking world. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, don't tell the big movie studios that they want to please every possible buddy.
1: Well, that's why their movies suck.
0: Well, that's that's where you do run into blandness. Like, yeah, I know. If you sanitize everything, that you know, the, there's not going to be anything interesting in it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: that's not to say you should go out of your way to offend everybody you possibly well, can. No, I
1: don't think you should. I think you should write a good story, and if it's a good story, then leave it leave it how it is and i think it's
0: impossible not to at some point in time offend somebody because particularly with how like voices on the internet go mm-hmm. it's impossible not to offend somebody with something I even know. if it's even if they're reading into it
1: but that's part of the problem too is people read into way too much into every single little thing all the time
0: yeah it is pretty insane
1: it makes it makes my time less fun because you're all a bunch of picky at bad words <laughs>
2: So that spirals into another controversy. Are you guys current on Game of Thrones? Yes. So, I believe so, yes. we have another sort of uh, controversial scene that happened, not this episode, but the episode before.
0: Oh, I'm trying to think that of...
2: Everybody got kind of up in arms about, even uh, even the Nerdist kind of chimed in on that.
0: Oh, I'm trying to With,
2: think of... Uh, uh, Greyjoy and Sansa Stark and the Bolton. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that that became again another big deal and it's and so it, you know, it, Well, it are we talking this...
0: about that uncomfortable scene? Yes. Where yeah. um he made the one guy stay in the room and all this? Yes, yeah. Okay. 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 So that upset
2: people? Yeah. I thought it was... well, partly because it was not I mean like they changed things uh-huh. because that wasn't actually Santa Stark and so people were like bah. and at the same time it's like well this was about as good a way for them to kind of reconcile all these crazy plot points that they couldn't do because Game of Thrones the book is like even more an ensemble cast than the
0: show and the show mm-hmm. is already at a point where it's like well who's that and you know like I'm so are people upset about just the scene itself? Like they were back. Um, was it last season with, um, that scene with, uh, King Joffrey,
2: they're almost, I would say they're almost more angry about this one because it didn't happen that way. Are they upset about the character change? A little bit. I think, um, you know, it's like, what's going to, you know, and I don't, I haven't read the books, and I don't know what's Mm going to happen. So um, the the arguments have been that it doesn't. This does not lend to making Sansa stronger as a character. Like the you know, like the argument is being made that well, she'll just rise above this, and and uh, and then the counter argument is no, she never did have to rise above it, and that doesn't necessarily make
4: you stronger. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, I get that, but. How are they going to avoid it? Is she supposed to be. If, if part of the story that's going on right now is obviously she's going to marry this guy. Obviously he's a not a nice guy. Something is going to happen that's not going to be pleasant, regardless yeah. of of how they of, of the, how they set it in in the scenery. Um, right. Why not make it something impactful? And if it, obviously, if she's going to become a strong character, it's something she's going to have to overcome. I my
0: guess with it, other than the fact that hey. This is Game of Thrones. Terrible things are going to happen to everyone, particularly the quote-unquote good characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Although I've never really found her that likable. Usually the characters that are likable get it worse. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not always. But I'd be surprised if it doesn't go somewhere Plot wise, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it'll make I think it'll make a come up come
2: up ands that yeah. much more impactful, probably.
0: Yeah, either it'll change her so that she, because she's just kind of had to go along with everything so far, mm-hmm. with with King Joffrey, um, with oh, what's his the character's name, Peter Dinklage's character, not that uh, he, Tyr- Tyrion, mm-hmm. yeah, not that she, he was a bad guy, but she was clearly not happy to be med- wed to him.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. she's just kind of had to go along. So I'm thinking it will be the breaking point where she's going to maybe not be so passive or what i was kind of surprised was that it didn't lead into um i can only think of stench it's reek. Reek, reek reek yeah um which is not his original name but uh you know maybe leading to a breaking point with him i i don't know but it seems what? like something that will serve the story eventually
2: Yeah. Speaking speaking of him, you know, like it's, I think Holly made this point to me, like when we were talking about it. It's like, well, we went from um, having that uncomfortable scene, but you know, we had an equally uncomfortable scene with him. You know, like it's (laughs) like Mm -hmm. what happened to him was horrible too, and uh, no one bats an eye at it because it was canon. Okay. Yeah. I think that may be one of the first times I've seen that happen. Or not happen, but I mean, like
0: allude to it happening uh, in a television show ever. Yeah. And he is, I mean, at that point he wasn't a likable character.
4: Like, no, they no. had him
0: do bad things, but it's hardcore enough where you're like, ooh, man, even even an unlikable character, this isn't cool.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think they're doing a great job with Game of Thrones, but I have not read the books either. The books have a very uh, a large fan base. And it seems inevitable that people are going to complain that it's not yeah. accurate to the books. Any um,
1: anything that's made off of a book, there's going to be people complaining.
0: So I think, I think to have something based off a book that a lot of people like that is still on its own, a pretty quality show
4: mm-hmm.
0: is you know pretty good because you usually don't get that when you with adaptations.
1: It's true. I've seen far too many that are crap.
0: Well, that's my point, yeah. Whether
1: they're... I mean, I've read the books, so they're twice as crap for me, but they're crap in general anyway. Mm
0: -hmm. Timeline.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's like the worst adaptation ever. Timeline? I don't... Uh, Paul Walker. It's a Crichton book,
0: the Mm -hmm. guy who
2: wrote Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. It's a time travel story, too, so the book was amazing. Um, And then
0: the movie came out, and it was horrible. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, oftentimes it doesn't...
1: My worst for me, go well. Aragon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was such a crap movie. And I'm like, the books are, really were good.
0: Well, and you kind of have to give Game of Thrones another hand, because there aren't a lot of good fantasy like movies or live-action. Live-action fantasy seems pretty hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Game of Thrones is on the fringe of that, but you've got dragons, so it's totally in there. Like, there's dragons yeah. and magical things that happen. Yeah. So you throw that in in there, and you know, come on, mm-hmm. get, get off its back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had not heard that any of that at all. Like, yeah, that's that's I don't know. That's just an aspect of it that I was unaware of. But it's, I'm not yeah. familiar with the with the books.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, my friend uh, Allison. She started reading the books after she started watching the series, but she only reads the Daenerys parts and skips all the rest. And I'm like, that doesn't really count that I don't think. Really? <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> what were the other ones? There's There was like a whole bunch of controversy about everything. Like everyone got mad about everything.
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't really internet much. And when I do. You're probably a happier person. I am a much happier person. <laughs> <than> I am. <laughs> I don't interact socially.
4: You don't
0: check, like, the news sites or the entertainment sites, and you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't, Twitter, Mm -mm. and gaming is really most of your extent on Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not tied into the more pleasurable sides of the internet.
2: Mm. we We were talking about how, like, there was, like, everybody got mad all at once about everything.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that was the thing it's like everybody you know the game of thrones controversy happened and and that was hot off the heels of people like getting up in arms about um mad max and mm. that was hot off the heels of something else and probably the joss whedon thing yeah it's just like one thing after
1: another and it's been it's been like that not for a while now it's like everybody feels like they need to get offended yeah like all the time for some mm-hmm. reason now and, oh, they—they and, they
2: announced uh, with Joker's the Joker's tattoos were not real. and Now they're announcing that they are real. They're real yeah, just make up your mind.
0: I think the internet as a thing, like it's a, as a collective conscience, just likes to like make sound, and yeah. they like to take in bits and then spit stuff out and. Sometimes when stuff is good, they have to find something negative about it to chew on for a while. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, I mean, we've for the most part, like, I haven't seen Avengers. I'm going to go on the assumption that the Avengers sequel is pretty good. Yeah. I've heard favorable things about it. Um, Mad Max is good. Uh, Game of Thrones is good. Like... Like, we're fortunate to get this, like... Pretty well done entertainment on a fairly consistent basis anymore.
1: And especially for something that has a lot of uh, production. Mm -hmm. Because generally, the more production there is, the more influence there is from people who won't let you make things awesome because Uh they don't want to upset all the nitpickers in the world.
0: Well, yeah. So much money going into it. They don't want to risk. Mm -hmm. They want it to be as broad as possible so they can make that money back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more money, the more fingers in it and you know the more opinions so it's amazing that we get these things that actually turn out fairly well mm-hmm. given like what the the whole process of it but then but the internet still like there's still people who i think they just want to throw themselves in it somehow and if they're not into it you know kind of like us where we're like yeah this is great um then yeah then they're like well what can i be angry about this somebody's you know, I have something to say about this, even if they don't, you know, like that just seems to happen a lot. Yeah. Uh, To kind of
2: take it full circle, um, just recently, I think two of my favorite like counter, almost counter to what's happening on, on internet, like the pundits or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, like two of my favorites Uh, today, was it Michael B. Jordan who is going to play, he's the casting for the human torch. And he basically responded to uh the criticisms because he's an African-American actor,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know, like the recast there or, or the casting decision there. And he responded uh, just super eloquently about it. And he was like, I broke the first rule of being cast in a superhero movie, and that is you do not go on the Internet after you've been cast as a superhero.
4: Uh.
2: And then he uh, he responded really eloquently to it. And then probably more fun was uh, Chris Pratt, who uh, who preemptively um, apologized for anything he might say on the press junket tour for, uh, uh, <laughs> like yeah yeah, and and apologized for whatever he might have what whatever offensive comments he might have said about the velociraptors. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, so, oh. that was pretty. Fun and, and, it, you know, like, tongue in cheek way to handle things. Mm-hmm.
4: T- yeah,
0: because that's how it does, is, that's how it works now. So yeah, it's, take jabs at it ahead of time. That's, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. I've even heard complaints about Jurassic World, the trailer for Jurassic World being sexist. Oh. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Anyway.
1: Was it because the, the dinosaur that they made bigger than, the Tyrannosaurus ate, was a female that ate its sibling. Is no, that what, it, that's the sexist no. thing? Okay, we, so. we
0: actually, we've seen the trailer just, well, I mean, I've seen it before, but we've seen it today in the theater. Mm. And I think it was the, when he, Chris Pratt is talking to that lady and he's like, they, they, you know, all they want to do is, is eat and hunt and he does the little fist mo- yeah. movement, you know, like, uh, yeah. And he's like, you know, Surely, you can identify with at least one of those or something like that. I think that was the sexist
1: comment uh, okay
0: mm. being Except that's the id that's what we all have that's that exactly that was my point Basics psychology yeah you're you're a human being human beings have sexual desires. just being sexual in nature does not make you a sexist, like it's there in well almost everybody.
1: Yeah, almost not no, all. I of, mean, there's a right. few
0: exceptions, but sex is a thing. Sex is a thing. And sexual attraction is a thing. And to admit <laughs> to admit that these things exist in people is not inherently sexist or evil.
1: I don't know. It might be. Maybe you have to deny deny all of the base of uh, uh,
0: Okay, weird. <laughs>
1: that's a weird stance <laughs> for well, you I to hope, take. I hope not. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no.
0: He says he hopes not.
1: No, well, I'm not. I'm not serious. I know, I know you're not. I'm just saying that's the only way you're going to make everybody happy. No. Because, because all they do is... Somebody
0: will complain popcorn. about that. It, it, you're being too puritanical or something.
1: Yeah, you're right. that the that's, be BS actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. I There's things I'll complain about that mm-hmm. I'm... You know, if something... I don't know. I feel awkward when we do certain, like, reviews. Mm-hmm. Um but there's, you know, there's things we complain about, but I don't think we ever, like, we feel, I don't know, never mind. I'm I a- feel offended by this. Yeah. I don't, I
1: don't think I've don't. ever said that in my life.
0: Uh, even if I come across something that's offensive, mm-hmm. I'm just like, whoa, well. You don't have to come a- across
1: something
4: offensive. <laughs> that was a decision. That was an choice, yeah. But- <laughs> I go, I go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry. Uh, so
2: interesting choice or interesting decision. That's now code for you really offended
0: Randy,
1: <laughs> or confused. <laughs> sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Offended or confused. So yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, that was interesting. Let's move on. No, well, I'm dude, that, just was <laughs> that, was a, that
0: was a strange choice. You are eating that candy bar, and it looks good. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um the dog thought so too mm-hmm. yep uh so l- i guess let's talk about some comic books what what <laughs> we're only an hour in oh okay that's actually not bad i was a little worried i was a little worried that you know but there's like i said there's always stuff to talk about even if it's talking about how people talk about other things it what wrong
1: how how wrong everyone else who talks is. How wrong
0: everybody is that they say other people are wrong. Come on, peeps, with your talking and the wrongness. I'm a I'm consistently offended by people's being offended. Well that's an interesting choice. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna move along to our poll list pick. Uh ooh. hey, are you online? Is it is it scary for you to do I a, can, some browsing? No, I,
2: can, I can do some browsing.
0: How's you I have
2: good internet now. So.
0: I was gonna say you've got a new headset and you've got
2: uh, shiny <laughs> goody, uh, for a while. I, I just knock on wood. You got
0: shiny new internet connection. How's it? it's going? Well,
2: I'm I'm really enjoying it. So good. So when Time Warner gets bought out by somebody else, that'll be a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are looking at the Grolix poll list.
0: Yes. Yes. Last I checked, it was a tie again.
2: Oh. Really, because I, I, earlier when I looked, there was something in the lead.
4: Ooh. Ooh. Let's
2: see what is true. Oh, you're right. It is now a tie again. Okay, It wasn't a tie earlier, but it is now a tie. Looks like we've got a tie between Planetary and Batman Arkham Asylum. Okay. With why the last man being um, not in the tie, but
0: right underneath it's trailing just behind <gasps> yep
1: oh i like that you one. you should
0: melanie you should get down there and vote once in a while
1: yeah i don't that's... know that i want you guys to read that though that's you know
0: well that's your, <laughs> what that's, your, that's book? your book huh that's your book
1: that's my book that's right
0: i don't know if i want to read that there's a lot of women in there
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it actually does deal with feminism quite a bit
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway uh
1: <laughs> sorry i ruined your joke <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's okay
1: i guess that's what women do huh? Whoa. Whoa. i'm sorry oh god um,
4: <sighs> so
2: that was a decision
3: <laughs>
0: um, i guess we could either flip before the tiebreaker or choose the not batman or we could choose the Batman. I don't care, um, but we've we've we've
1: done two Batman titles for poll lists already. So, mm-hmm. I, Planetary. I don't know what it, it's called. Planetary. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know anything about it, but just by the the word Planetary, uh, it draws me in because you know how I am.
0: That's no. That seems very much. I've I've I've. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. So that uh, would be a total unknown for us. It sounds like. And I know mm. Melanie, at least, has read Batman Arkham Asylum. Planetary, Planetary is an American comic book series created by writer Warren Ellis and artist John Cassidy. So, yeah, like Warren Ellis sci-fi type stuff. Published by Wildstorm. It's like some late, late 90s, well, like if, 98 type period.
1: If we're voting, that's what I vote for. If we're flipping, then I...
0: Have no. <laughs> then you have no say. <laughs> no. I'm like actually, I, 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 actually kind of think we should re- read Planetary again, just because it's not Batman. Okay. I mean, I love they... me some Batman. Don't get me wrong.
4: I'm, yeah.
2: I'm game for that. Yeah. Cause okay. Batman, Batman's a thing that we'll keep too. Mm-hmm. Like we know, mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. Whenever we read it, it'll be fun to read. Mm-hmm. Next month will be a big month then, because that'll be Planetary, Oink, and. Uh, dead air
1: again, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Are we gonna have time to do it?
2: I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll have to. I think Oink really is. I mean, I think going forward, I I think it won't take very long to discuss. Okay. 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 Having finished it, I th- I think it's it's very art. It's very kind of hitting a central idea. Uh, I I could be wrong, but I I don't
0: think it'll take that long to discuss because it's. Pretty cut and dry. Planetary. That'll be next week's poll list pick. Um, next month. Next month. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See that—that's just how quickly we get on it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah we let exactly.
2: a whole week go by, and that's when we start looking
3: for, it. <laughs> <laughs> for our source material.
2: Dude, sometimes yep. it's true. Sometimes that's it's- why we. That's why I have uh,
0: Amazon Prime because you know sometimes we're cutting it close. There's been times where it's been like two weeks till we need to record again. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to find this book. We're supposed to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh crap, I told Jesse I'd send him this thing two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, I, I you know, That happens sometimes. <laughs> what is the poll list pick? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, if you go to the website, growlixpodcast.com, it'll be in the right sidebar. Uh, also, if you click reading list, um, it'll be on that page. Uh, but you can vote on what we read. Please do. We have a few titles on there that have some votes. Uh, basically, whatever has, as you've heard our discussion here, whatever generally has the highest vote, sometimes if it's a tie, we have to just decide. That is what we will read and discuss on the next episode. And you can also suggest new ones. And they all stay there until we read them. Yeah, if it gets a vote from somebody, or if it's suggested by, by, um, by a listener, it stays there until we get to it.
1: And eventually we will.
0: Eventually we'll get to it.
1: We'll get to everything.
0: Mm-hmm. It's getting smaller. Is it? We haven't had anything new added for a while. We just kind of get some votes on what's on there, which is the, you know good. That's the idea.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. But we're we're slowly getting through them. We've read some awesome stuff.
1: Yeah, we have. We have, That yeah. I wouldn't have necessarily ever read. So vote. And hopefully not all ties for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that we're complaining. Just keep voting. Yeah keep voting until we have a sure winner <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, you can vote multiple times I think you have to we- wait a week between votes mm-hmm. um i don't I don't mind that in cases where like obviously I mean I don't necessarily want somebody to dominate what we read all the time yeah but I don't mind that because we it's not totally uncommon that we get ties like this yeah so yeah. well and I think this is
2: just within a couple hours because when i uh when I checked it a couple hours back it was uh Arkham Asylum would have been our winner hmm. so somebody just voted within the last couple hours i sent out a tweet yeah
1: so. well wow somebody yeah. voted and right down that's to the wire that's the book that we chose to uh read is the book that they voted for so see yeah. it makes a difference it does
0: good job democracy yeah,
1: yeah. Woo!
0: And if you also are on the website, um, I also, I always have displayed on the side what we're reading currently for the next episode. Mm-hmm. So if you want to read it, if you've never read it or you want to reread it and then hear what we say about it, uh, you know, uh, we let you know what we're reading currently.
1: And you can read along with us and then, and then listen to us bash it. No, I'm just, I'm just Well. <laughs>
0: and then if you'd also like to have a bigger impact on the show, you can fire off an email to letters at com. And let us know what you thought of the book. We'll read it in the, in, in our non-existent email segment. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Our,
0: our mailbag, our letters page segment, our fourth <laughs> forthcoming email segment. Yeah, thank you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: not a lot of emails. Not no, a lot of
2: emails. No. Um, usually, people asking if we would review something, and we usually do.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, yeah, that's that's what we'll get. So feel free. To, so, feel free to send us those emails too. Yeah. But we'd like to hear some listener responses as well
0: yeah or you know maybe emails for the you know for the old old folks maybe maybe emails just not fast enough uh we're on twitter fairly regularly um or facebook page facebook facebook for pages just is not hopping like twitter is yeah just just in general but um
2: we're we're slowly growing over there mm -hmm. and uh I don't think all of our stuff gets
0: to everybody, so Mm-mm. Twitter's the quickest way for you to actually see what we're saying. Yeah, so you can always contact us through Twitter, too, and that's a good way to get a question or just tell us that we are awful or good.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, We're awfully good.
0: Uh, um, yeah. We've been getting some really nice – I know this is prolonging it still, but we've been getting some nice comments on the YouTube channel on – um. Like the, the community reviews we've been doing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: We've actually been getting some back and forth between us, a few people. That's been pretty awesome. So if you come across this on YouTube, cause we'll post this on YouTube about a week after it goes up on the website, comment there and mm-hmm. we'll talk to you.
1: I wish we could, I mean, I know we, none of us are interested in this. Well, I don't know. Maybe Jesse is, but neither are, Randall nor I are interested in having our faces up while we do this. Just do video uh, podcasts? but but uh, or, your eyebrows, man. Watching your eyebrows work when you're talking is something everyone <laughs> should be able to enjoy.
0: I, <laughs> I wouldn't be totally opposed to it, but yeah, it's. You could just video your eyes then. Like your eyes could be the only. <laughs> It'll so just be a close up of my eyes the whole time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah just you, you could just have like the circle in front of where your face is, and then just have you know that little piece <laughs> showing. Just
0: a close up of my mic screen here. Yeah, <laughs> mic <laughs> screen
1: and eyebrows. That's all you need.
0: <laughs> It'd be so bizarre. It's like an art piece. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I've, I've I've thought about doing like a, a video because just sometimes sometimes video is just as easy or easier mm-hmm. to shoot. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that's one thing I found uh, editing that Grolix bites was like why you know it's almost easier for me to edit a video. <laughs> mm-hmm. it almost took me last time. Maybe just cause I know the program. But. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's kind of true. Like in some respects, the way we do a lot of our video content is quicker, but other times it'd be like almost, it'd almost be like, it'd be just easier to th- record us and throw it up there. Sure. Yeah. It just kind of depends. I have thought about yeah. it though. If we did video podcast, like video episodes of the podcast, I know how I'd set it up. I'd set it up so that you can see me and Melanie. And then we'd have, uh, a TV screen with your with your video feed.
2: Uh, i could give you like uh Prince Robot the Fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about this. Speaking speaking of video, just kind of a segue. Um Danny Johnson saves the world if you guys go back to was it episode 7, the OzFest mm-hmm. special, mm-hmm. uh where we interviewed or you interviewed Christopher R. Mim. Uh that just came out and we uh can drip contributed. So if you stick around to the credits at the end of the movie, you'll see grolixpodcast.com
0: in the credits. Yeah. Crowd nice contributor. mm-hmm. contributors of the Mimiverse. Yep. That's very exciting. Yeah, you sent me some some uh, photos and photos. You sent me some images, some pictures, some photographs. They <laughs> <laughs> well they were taken with the camera on a phone. Electro photographs, mm-hmm. electrostatic Shot through, shot through the wire. <laughs> shot through the wire. <laughs> um, But yeah, you sent me some pictures, I guess would be the proper, the more modern way to say it. Uh, Yeah, it's super exciting. I, I was jazzed to see that.
1: Yeah, I know. He's like, did you see that thing? And I'm like, what? And then we had a big discussion about me not being able to figure out messages on Facebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, I haven't watched any of those. I want to. I mean, I've seen the the
2: trailers. Yeah, we'll we'll have to set something up. I, you know, the only reason I watched it uh, was because I, I just spent uh, about a day and a half out in Waverly, Iowa, with Ben, Mm -hmm. uh, Ben Kruger, who you know we've kind of networked with in the past, and uh, got a little interview. Haven't had a chance to listen to it to see if the audio is any good. But uh, yeah, since I was out there, I was like, okay, he's he's my he's my puppet friend, so. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to have to watch this. So. Nice. Pretty entertaining? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's one of my favorites now. I mean, and maybe just because it's brand new. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I like a lot of Mims movies. And they're all, like, he, he always tries something new with each one. So this was fun, too, because he's, again, trying something new. And it and it and it worked out really well. Like, the storytelling that he did was very fun. So I, I recommend it.
1: I like his name too. Mim? Yeah, Mim. Yeah, he sounds like a sounds like a fun little guy. A fun little guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> he's he, got a podcast
2: too, which he also talks about in that interview you did.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, these bad guys. Yes, bring them on. S- speaking of not fun little guys, oh, oh, we, we should bring them on. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. um, <laughs>
0: we're so organized it's great oh
4: yeah
0: (laughs) um so our poll list pick for this month and last month we will be talking about the second part of marvel's bring on the bad guys because it's pretty hefty book Mm -hmm. so we discussed the first three uh villain origins in the last episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now we're going to talk about the last four in the book
1: okay and i just want to say first of all I I don't think I'm ever going to go back and read old um comics because <laughs> this book has taught me that I have a very difficult time going through them. It's not it's not like it's hard for me to read. I read a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh I read a lot of old books that are just books, but old comic books are like like my kryptonite. <laughs> this felt more like homework to me than anything we've ever done before. <laughs> I had to like force myself to go through it. Mm-hmm.
2: I, uh, I had, I wouldn't say that it was, it was painful or anything, but, um, I did note that I cannot read these at night. Like, a lot of times I'll read our poll lists, like, right before bed. And oftentimes, if it's really good, it'll keep me up at night. No, this would put me out. I would, I I would read, like, a page or a page and a half, Mm -hmm. and I would be out. (laughs) Like, what? Mm
3: -hmm. I
2: used to love these, but they're so verbose and, and, They're just a different style of reading. So Mm. like today I burned through it because I was reading it in the middle of the day,
0: but Mm. at night I can't read these at night. (laughs) Yeah. I found if I was at on lunch break, I could, I could blow through a decent chunk of it at a time if it was striking me. Okay. But if I was at home, I'd start reading it and be like, or I could do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It was, it was, (laughs) it was kind of tough to get through.
1: And I don't know if it's because it was the last chunk or not, and I needed to get it done, but I, I thought, um, Mephisto's, I,
0: Mephisto, yeah. That's mm-hmm. how you
1: pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. That was so much easier than the three before it. I, I mean, kind of
2: like, I like Silver Surfer. So, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. I actually wasn't really that hard for me, but I knew that going in because it was like, I like. I've always liked Silver Surfer for some reason. Mm-hmm. He's kind of weird to read too. So
1: yeah, you know. yeah. the The language is a little odd that they yeah. that they choose. But it,
0: yeah, it's very it's very it's big.
1: I got through it so much easier and quicker than than the others.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of glad that was the last one because I'm totally on board with with that. What uh-huh. you guys are saying, I found it the more most interesting. Silver Surfer seems like a pretty cool character, and I mean, is that like just straight up Satan? Yeah, yeah, basically. Like, he's okay. like, is, is that the Marvel universe Satan? Or,
4: yeah, or, yeah.
2: Okay. they make him a little more cosmic than,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know, cause the, they kind of tend to do that, you know, like you've got your Doctor Strange treatment and then you've got your outer space treatment. And so uh-huh. Mephisto is kind of like, you could almost say he's somewhere in the middle there. He's like a Doctor Strange slash cosmic entity.
0: Okay. I mean, it, I mean, it's pretty obvious that he's, he's like, you know, they're Satan, but I just wasn't sure because it's, it's, you know, like they they get even
2: more, I mean, they kind of like to take mythologies and pantheons and really, really do them up. So, um, I mean, like in the end of the X factor storyline, they go into Marvel's whole, uh, underworld mythology and like, they're all there. They all have a presence. Beelzebub is different than, than uh, Mephisto. Oh, okay. But Mephisto is the king. He mm. rules the underworld. Oh, okay. I got that you. That
1: reminds me slightly of uh, Sandman, because they have a part where they go to hell. And, the, 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 like, yeah, there's several different versions of Satan that all do different things.
2: Yeah. And I think there is even one called Satan, but Mephisto is the king.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. So, in the last four chapters of Marvel's, uh, Bring On the Bad Guys, we read about, oh, who was the first one? Red Skull. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Green Goblin. Or was it the Green Goblin? Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, The Abomination mm-hmm. and Mephisto. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about Red Skull and Captain America.
1: Okay. I like the red skull. He's got the cutest face. I love it. He does. I <laughs> it's agree. It's adorable.
0: <laughs> I agree. His expressions and like the the way they draw his face in this, he he, it is cute. It and is. It's hard to hate him. Yeah, I know. It, but he's got a swastika on his chest. I mean, it's it's yeah. so weird. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: uh, but previous to this reading, uh, you guys had probably seen Captain
1: America: The First Avenger. Yes, yes. I don't know. I mean, I I'm sure I have. We, we watched it. You probably. It. I probably didn't pay attention mm-hmm. or Hugo didn't we- watch the end or something. I knew there was something that happened with the plane crash, but I'm like, I don't remember any of that, so I oh, yeah. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> Maybe I fell asleep. I don't know. But uh, so
2: Hugh- Hugo weaving being uh, the Red Skull mm-hmm. was that I would assume that was you guys' first experience with
0: the Red Skull. Uh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was kind of, I mean, I was aware of him, but yeah, I'll say yes. I don't think I'd read really anything much with the Red School Mm -hmm. in it. Okay. Okay. Just curious. Just curious.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, This was, because I I used to read a lot of Captain America. I don't know why I was so enthralled with Captain America, but I always was. And the Red School then is like the ultimate, you know, Captain America bad guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like, you know, like if the abomination is the reverse the reverse Hulk, or you have the reverse Flash, then, uh, you know, the Red yeah. Skull is as bad as Captain America is good. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: I enjoyed this. I actually kind of did too. And when we talk about the Green Goblin origin, we can kind of touch on it more. The setup was kind of standard. You've got Red Skull has Captain America uh chained up to a chair, or whatever, and instead of doing the smart thing and just offing him right there he's like no yeah. that's that'd be too quick instead i'm gonna stand here and tell you about my origin story yeah mm-hmm. uh, despite that being like just like uh, pretty much the exact same thing ha- that happened in the green goblin origin story mm-hmm. i still found it enjoyable i was on board with this whole with the whole uh, captain america red skull part up until the red skull kind of dropped out of it um
2: yeah it's like they just left several issues in there to finish out mm-hmm. a story arc. It was almost like they added a bonus story in there. It's like, why is this still going?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It didn't seem necessary at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't bring my notes. I don't know where they are. They're in the red folder somewhere or purple folder, excuse me, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> when he was, he gave his little origin story. And it's like, you know, he was some like poor, picked on, mistreated orphan, and I'm like, you know, if if uh. If Hitler hadn't jumped in here or Nazis or whatever, this could be like a superhero's origin story. If like the right person had found him and taken him under their wing. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. Well, basically Captain America
1: hmm?
2: is the same way. Mm-hmm. He he's kind of picked on and scrawny and yeah, weak.
1: Right. So see, that I found that I found that very interesting. It's like, yeah, it it's like the same type of thing that you would get from a hero. It's just the influences that, you know, come in into their lives m- determine who they're going to be mm-hmm. in the future. So I, I like that a little bit. I like that they didn't show his face until yeah. he already had the red skull.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was always intentionally obscured by something mm-hmm. um, before he actually became like red skull. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I enjoyed that little fact, too.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because it doesn't really matter what he looked like. They could have just put a face on him. Hmm. But I like that, like, they left that mystery in there. Yeah. It's weird. Like, Hitler, like, decided, like, just, you know, it was just, like, randomly, I'm going to take this, like, low life and turn him into the greatest soldier just to show that he can. Uh And and he does. And Red Skull ends up being...
2: Yeah, he basically just has the run of the place. He's like... Yeah. To the point where even Hitler himself is like, oh, man what are you doing here (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i can't keep you out of anywhere you know i enjoyed that but the logic there like you don't see what he did to train him like there's no like actual work in it it's just like i'm gonna train him to become the greatest soldier and then like a page later look at him he's the greatest soldier (laughs) like it just (laughs) like yeah
2: yeah, there's a little bit of a leap there uh, yeah especially considering historically uh Hitler wasn't really much of a soldier was he? He was like a vegetarian painter. Yeah. <laughs> who just rose to political power. He was a politician. He wasn't necessarily a a soldier.
4: Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He yeah. I suppose he was a strategist. But he also yeah. had a lot of lackeys and stuff that were
4: mm-hmm.
0: also strategists and had yeah, evil I- ideas and concepts. I'm sure they, you know, fed to him. I don't know why I enjoyed it so much because it kind of falls apart when you think about it, but I did enjoy it.
1: I enjoyed, I enjoyed the red skull as a bad guy too. One of my favorite bits of it, of the story were after the like brainwashed Captain America thing didn't work out. And then one guy comes back to tell him about it and he's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to hear anything. He's like, we're going to focus on this other plan that I've already put into motion and, you know, is, yeah. ha- is ready to go. And I'm like, see, that's, that's a good bad guy right there. Like he—he's yeah. not like putting all his
0: eggs in one basket. Right. Yeah. He's
1: like, I'm gonna be evil, and I'm gonna continue being evil, and I'm gonna have all these evil things going all at once, and and not like you know mm-hmm. wait and see what happens. I'm just gonna keep on being evil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his main his main
1: uh, evil never rests, baby.
4: His you no. Know,
0: <laughs> his main mistake, his, his, the t- traditional villain cliche trappings, uh-huh. was like I said. Uh, I've got you chained to a chair and drugged and I could kill you and be done with it, but no, I'm going to.
1: Well, no, because he, he he had a reason for it because it's having Captain America, if it had worked, uh, murder somebody would have been. Oh yeah, that's
0: true. He did have that whole bit
1: yeah. A a giant blow to the, um, psyche of the American people. Yeah. And it's true. Probably would have screwed a lot of people up, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's a good point. I like the uh, I like
2: that scene where Captain America has been like reprogrammed kind of thing, but his instincts still kick in. So like, there's that that iconic image of uh, Captain America punching Hitler in the face. <laughs> yeah. And so Hitler's like, I've waited so long for this, and he tries to punch Captain America in the face, and his <laughs> reflexes are just too finely tuned. Where he just goes
4: boom, mm-hmm. puts yep. his shield up.
0: Yep. They get him away. I mean, it doesn't necessarily make Hitler look like a buffoon, but he, like, does kind of look like an idiot compared to Red Skull. Like, it's interesting that they're like, "Well, Hitler's possibly one of the biggest villains that you know in reality that humankind has ever had." Mm-hmm. Um, but Red Skull, he's worse, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, behind the scenes, yeah, it gives the comics a villain that's as evil as. Hitler without the reality yeah. of Hitler. Yeah. He's Red School. He looks uh cute. <laughs> he looks cartoony. Like it's a skull, but it is like kind of kind of cute.
2: He almost has like a like droopy from those old uh, Tom and Jerry uh-huh.
0: cartoons. He's got like a little bit of a droop to the mask. He's
4: like
0: and the brow and the eyes, the way they do the brow and the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I said after after Red Skull drops out, then I wasn't really interested. We're following was it Bucky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're following Bucky, um Captain America in part of it as his uh, you know, as just Steve Rogers. Yeah. Um as just a soldier. There's some bit with the sci-fi gun. What was that? It wasn't oh, yeah. the sci-fi gun. I know it wasn't the <laughs> sci-fi gun, but it was a very sci-fi gun where it would like make things disappear.
1: Yeah. Project Vanish or some, yeah, there it is. Project like that.
0: Vanish, and you know that stuff wasn't terrible, but I, you know, I was like, oh, where'd Red Skull go? Yeah, but
1: yeah. Anyway, yeah, he was funner and more interesting than real Nazis and, <laughs> and their things. <laughs> well, and that's kind of the thing. Real bad guys, yeah, yeah.
0: That's kind of the thing. You get the like in concept evil, but you know, mm-hmm. it still works without being too realistic. Right. It is still odd though at least in this day and age, just like being a modern reader
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, to have villains running around with swastikas on them. It still is very striking and kind of like, I mean, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah. That's an interesting decision.
0: It is just kind of shocking, <laughs> but you know, Captain America, harkens back to the days of like super patriotic comics and, yeah. um,
4: well, Nazis Captain America. and,
0: in World War II and all I, that.
2: I guess I forgot, you know, like, back then, everybody had an alter ego. And, like, Captain America now doesn't have much of an alter ego. He's Steve Rogers, the man out of time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everybody kind of knows he's Captain America, even if he's not in his suit. And uh, and in this, uh, he he's Captain America, but he's also Steve Rogers. And so he kind of has this secret identity and it's almost laughable, like old Batman TV show kind of thing. It's like, um, it's pretty obvious you guys are.
1: <laughs> no, too. I actually, I completely forgot about all that. And, and for a minute I'm like, who's this Steve Rogers guy? Where's Captain America? And then I'm like, Oh wait, yeah, that is Captain America. Okay. never mind. Right. Well, <laughs> they even play the card
0: where, um, his Sergeant, or whoever is like, you know, thinks oh he's yeah. he's the worst. He's not a good soldier. He's lazy and all this. So they even play that whole thing where yeah like, they're
4: goofing
2: around again. Where yeah. are those
4: guys?
0: Like I know it was a rough intro to this whole bring on the bad guys this this episode, mm-hmm. talking about how it was hard to kind of get through it, and it was. But I, I did enjoy this this red school stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Not only just with the you know the story, the reading of it was a lot easier when he was in it and then having to get through Mm -hmm. the other stuff with the, I, I'm really glad that they started doing the thing they do in comic books now where it's like, there's an asterisk and it's like, this isn't German rather than trying to have them speak English with a German accent. That is (laughs) stupid and annoying to me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The the written accent.
2: Yeah. And then they kind of drop it. Like they They started they just inexplicably stop
0: doing it. Yeah. So, the next one is the Green Goblin, in which the Green Goblin has Spider-Man tied to a chair. And instead of doing the smart villain thing and killing him, he's like, no, that's too fast for you.
2: Wait. Uh, Wait
0: a
3: minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have we heard this before? The twist is, and I don't think Captain America did that, did the same thing. The twist is Peter Parker is getting him to tell his origin story to buy himself time
1: yeah no i the re, the oh, yeah. the red school actually was the one biting time in that version because yeah, he was waiting for the drug right. to kick in
0: you're right, so um, so not exactly the same, yeah, pretty close, and we learn all about who's the older osborne Is norman 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 yeah. um we learn his origin story, which
1: was hilarious. he's like before I was a bad guy, I was just a a mean guy. a mean. <laughs> Executive that was a bad father. (laughs) Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, the flashbacks, he's, he is, he's a jerk. He's like the work obsessed jerk uh, who neglects his son.
1: And that's him being a good guy.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I did appreciate the fact that what he is saying. Mm-hmm. Even though I guess the the idea is the flashback you're getting is also what he's saying. So, mm-hmm. But what he is saying in the captions is like, you know, he was a good father. He had to work hard and make money and all this. And then what you see is him being a jerk.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so I appreciate the idea of like, you see the reality of it and he's not necessarily a good guy. But then you hear him and in his mind, he's justified. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. They had best intentions. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So he accidentally makes some magical jerk spray that turns him into more of a jerk than he used to be. And then he becomes the (laughs) Green Goblin. (laughs) Okay, so
0: what you're saying is that he creates this spray that kind of essentially makes him go crazy and turns him into an even bigger jerk than he was, but he didn't realize he was. Uh Uh-huh. And decides that... Uh, his attempts to make all this money and provide uh, uh, for his son decides he's going to instead become the Green Goblin.
1: And rule the world, apparently.
0: Something like that.
2: Now, at this point, did it uh, give him enhanced strength or anything?
1: I don't think it did. I don't think so. In fact, one of the notes that I had that I don't have in front of me, uh, because there's a great part where he's fighting Peter Parker after he gets loose, he's like the Batman of bad guys, and he actually even sends... Little bats after Peter Parker, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's just a bunch of like like trinkets and toys that he made himself to be evil, so right. i I really enjoyed that, I think he said it made
0: it. him more intelligent though, yeah, which just was
2: code for him being crazy, yeah <laughs> yeah, and egotistical, and I think later on he tweaks the serum and. Like uses it some, you know. Like uses it to enhance his strength and stuff. But at this point, I think it just kind of cracked his
0: personality. We get classic Peter Parker Aunt May stuff. I thought this yeah. was interesting because he had to deal with apparently Aunt May was in bad health, and one big shock could uh, give her a heart oh, attack or yeah. something. Oh, uh, that's that's the story of Aunt May's life. <laughs> And she was so concerned that Peter Parker's been out all night, and she was... I thought that was... I mean, I, like, I know that's the Peter Parker, like, Aunt May thing. That's, like, the big added stress uh on Peter Parker is he also has to, like, deal with making sure Aunt May's safe and that she doesn't know anything. And, like, they just went really far with, like, if he just doesn't come home, she could die. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> He didn't call. She might die.
2: Yeah. yeah. All he had to do was call. <laughs> call call your mother
1: or your
0: Aunt May. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But luckily, this was still in the time period where if a woman starts going, oh, they shoot her full of sedatives and everything's okay. She's being
0: hysterical. <laughs> Drugger. her.
1: Yeah. God, I wish I lived in those times. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: That was pretty much exactly what the doctor said, too. It was like, mm-hmm. well, thank goodness I was... I was, I was close by so that I could give her pills.
0: Yep. I, I didn't mind that at all, but it was kind of like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, Peter Parker's been dealing with that for a long time, huh? Yep.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, yep.
0: And then he, even, he, then he even
2: retconned his own history to save her life. <laughs> that was the whole thing with Brand New Day where, uh, speaking of Mephisto, he made a deal with Mephisto where he would – uh Never have gotten married to Mary Jane in order to save Aunt May's life.
0: Oh, really? That was the whole thing.
2: Yeah. Wow. Worst idea ever. (laughs) (laughs) And they've had some bad Spider-Man ideas
1: too. Mm. (laughs) Um. So Peter Parker breaks free. They have a fight. He kind of he gets like a hand free. I think. And then, and then, Green Goblin's like, "Well, I see you're about to get free, so I'll just release you." Oh yeah, and fight you! Yeah. <laughs> it, really,
0: it really made his whole struggle up, but to to that point, like, feel very like just useless. Yeah. And he's even like, "You'll never break free of those. You'll, you know, blah blah blah." And then he's like, "Oh, you're almost free. I'll just let you go." Yeah. Then we can fight mono. y mano. Mm-hmm. Man on man. Here, I'm gonna throw some bombs at you and stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's in bats. In
0: bats, yeah.
2: I had a hard time with this one, but that might also have something to do with the fact that now in the movies we've seen uh, the Green Goblin's origin twice. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you have an issue with constant origin retellings and origin stories. At this point, I am feeling that. I am on board with no more origins mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But they've already said, haven't they, that when... Spider Man is introduced into the The, current Marvel universe.
0: The Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah.
1: They're not going to give him an origin.
0: Yeah, they're going
2: to. Well, it sounds like if they do, it'll be, you know, they'll handle it in a different way rather than do the whole story about it. Yeah. Yeah, and if he,
0: you know, if they go into it,
2: it'll be later. Yeah. Yeah. It won't be his first. Which makes sense. You know, it'll be like he's been around because I Mm -hmm. think that's how they're going to have to approach it because where's he been? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: He's been in school. Yeah. yeah. I I didn't really care for this one as much as I did the first one, and it took me quite a while to get through it too. Well
2: it, this was the longest one too, wasn't it? Was it? It, it was it, pretty it, long. Yeah, it, it was pretty be. long.
0: I don't know if it was the longest, but it was pretty long. This one was kinda of rough. There okay, there I am think I am remembering some things here. At one point it cuts away to follow and I don't remember the girl's name. A girl. Oh, Betty Brant. Yeah. yeah. And I enjoy that they have this, like, page or two or three pages following her, and she's worried about Peter Parker and all this. Women dote on him, don't they? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Women have been, like, true villains in his life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a way they could go with it, I guess.
4: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember getting these kind of captions so much in the Red Hood or in the Red Hood. And the Red Skull stuff, but here we get some of the like very break the fourth wall uh, Stan Lee captions in there, oh, yeah. where it's like you know, just you know, for new readers, you know, we want to blah 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 follow this character, but don't worry, this isn't one of those those romance books back to Spider Man and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of it, it amused me. Uh, at this point, it amused me. A little later in the Abomination, we'll talk about. I was going to say, in
2: the Abomination, it gets really thick. Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: yeah. They get in a fight. The place starts on fire, and then, oh, amnesia.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: It he all goes like away. He gets, he gets hit, or he gets knocked out, or something. And he, when he wakes up, he's Norman again.
1: He elect. He gets. He electrocutes himself with with chemicals or something like that.
0: Yeah, and the and you know, of course, Spider Man's first thought is. Oh, he must not remember anything being Green Goblin. He's back to how he was.
1: No, he, th- he thinks at first that he's faking it. Oh, did he? And then he's like, but he's like, I don't see how he could have. Earlier in their fight, he had faked being unconscious or something. Hmm. So at first, Peter Parker's like, uh, and he wants to like poke him with a stick or something. But he doesn't have one, <laughs> so he has to go over. And then he's like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> I like I
0: like the between the panel work you do in your mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. At first,
0: he wants to poke him with a stick, but he doesn't have one, so he goes over to him.
1: Yeah. Well, that that's what goes on in those little spaces in between that <laughs> I have to fill with my brain.
0: I like it. I think the stories would be more interesting if we knew what was going on in your brain between <laughs> the panels.
1: Uh. So yeah. You know. And then and then yeah. Finally, he's like, okay. Well. And then he's nice enough to, I think it's very nice of, of Spider Man. To go and get rid of all the Green Goblin evidence and like switch them all around oh, in their yeah. regular he, clothes so he, that he no one knows, for him. huh?
0: He covers for him, yeah. So I've...
1: that
2: he
0: can like. get Well, a fresh partly
2: started. because if the world knew he was, you know, Green Goblin, then they might find out that Spider-Man's Peter Parker. That's true, too. Like the, he was
0: covering not only for Norman in this case. Oh, that's right. The hence the amnesia thing and why that was so convenient because he mm-hmm. found out his secret identity. Yeah. yeah. Um. And as we know, if somebody finds out a superhero secret identity, either they die or they get amnesia.
1: Right.
2: Or they're on Arrow and everyone knows. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> next?
1: I'm, next? I'm next.
4: Next week,
0: yeah, we have the Abomination, uh, the Incredible Hulk. I When I first when I first cracked this one, you, like, turned to this, I was like, oh, some Hulk stories. Cool, because I haven't really read much. Obviously, I haven't read much Hulk because I'm – I uh, mm-hmm. have not read a whole lot of Marvel stuff, um, mm-hmm. but I like I like the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. So I was kind of excited. That died real quick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this one was the roughest for me.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. I
2: wonder, I wonder, like in publication, how how that went. Like, I bet this one is probably as old as like the Fantastic Four stuff, because I think the Hulk is one of his earliest superhero creations.
1: In the story,
0: yeah.
1: the Hulk is all depressed about being the Hulk. Well, we...
0: It, it kind of... <laughs> that's every issue ever, yeah. I don't remember exactly like how it leads into the abomination, but I do remember it. We, we, you kind of jump into the middle of a story.
1: Yeah. Well, where... that's how it starts. Is he's depressed about being the Hulk... So he's going to off himself with some game arrays.
0: Well, no, okay, wait, 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 no, you're Uh, missing a key thing. The stranger, the stranger
2: has taken over his mind and is uh, trying to use the Hulk to wipe out humankind. Yeah, he was
0: under the control of somebody else. I know. And when he was Bruce Banner enough to realize it, he's like, he wasn't going to off himself. He was going to. No, he was. He was was going to kill himself. He was going to kill the Hulk so that, yeah. Well, I didn't think, oh, was that going to kill Bruce Banner too? Yeah. yeah, it was going to be a lethal oh. dose of uh, lethal, lethal dose of gamma radiation. Oh, that I did not realize. I thought he was just going to like make the Hulk go away. In, no.
2: in fact, uh, the Abomination uh, very narrowly uh, escapes death himself. In that, when he uh, when he he becomes the Abomination, he decides to destroy the machine so that no one else can be as strong as him. And it, it even said in the the, the caption. Um, that if it, had, if it had continued, he'd unwittedly saved his own life because ha- it, had it continued, then it would have had the dire effects that Bruce Banner had initially intended for himself.
4: Yeah. Oh.
0: God, how did I miss that little bit? Uh,
1: okay. But, yeah, and then, so, rather than being able to off himself like he had planned, some people come and take him away because he's, you know, the Hulk and he's being bad. They don't even name
2: him, do they? Like, they don't even say it's Emil Bronski or whatever his name is. Like, he's just a spy.
1: Yeah, that, I think they just refer to him, I want to say, as a spy yeah. that was sneaking around in there and saw, you know, whatever going down. So he's like, oh, I, he was going to do this to himself. I bet it was something cool. I'm going to do it to me instead. <laughs> yeah. And it was really difficult for me to read that. So I just tried to think of it as, and it wasn't a good movie. Um, <laughs> th- that w- the one Hulk movie that they had, the Incredible movie. Hulk. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to think of him as the care, the actor that played him in that movie yeah. because that Tim guy's Roth. yeah, Tim Roth. Because that guy's awesome, and that made everything <laughs> better for me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, this is—he's not a spy. He's Tim Roth's spy.
1: Yeah, which and right there, that's like oh, so much better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, re- you recast him.
1: I recast him in my mind, and it made it—it it made it more bearable a little.
0: And uh, one thing I was... Oh, so he he gets transformed into the Abomination.
1: Yes. Who looks like a a, um, creature from the swamp or whatever. He
2: does. And I didn't really understand that. Looks like Merman from uh, He-Man and the
0: Masters of the Universe. Yeah. I thought it was odd, too, because the Hulk looks like a person, a big green person. Mm -hmm. And this guy ended up looking, yeah, like a fish
2: creature. They kind of mentioned that he got... um, like in the captions, really, like you said, they really get wordy in this one. They mentioned that, um, rather, you know, rather than explain it in the story, just explain it to the reader that he got hit with a more uh, potent dose than the Hulk originally was hit with. Mm-hmm. And uh, that gamma radiation affects people differently, like the leader who gets super intelligent instead of strength.
0: One thing I enjoyed was, well, in kind of an ironic way, I guess is as soon as he turns into this creature and some and they're like you know he's turned into an abomination and then suddenly that's his name and everybody knows that that is his name uh-huh. yeah. like it, like it mentions once that he's become an abomination and then everybody's like he's called the abomination like, <laughs> yeah. they're metagaming was, it's like was it was
2: it someone someone said it and then he like he's in the middle of a battle but he's like yes i am an abomination that's a good name or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, it just becomes, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, from that moment forward, everyone calls him that. Yeah, it's his mm-hmm. official name. Uh, I thought that was interesting. This one was just rough for me, because I just was not, like, feeling it. He takes the general's daughter mm. The, the abomination, that is, and runs <laughs> and off. And he comes back with her for
1: whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it beca- oh, yeah, I've just been carrying her around for like a day and a half. <laughs> yeah, but then they send like some gamma dog whistle out or something yeah, that yeah. he can't resist and <laughs> has, was, to, <laughs> yeah. has to come running. It's just, yeah. The whole thing just seemed kind of conveniently thrown together.
0: Well, and yeah, that's that's a big part of it, too, is like, So, he's stronger than the Hulk, at least initially. Mm -hmm. The Hulk doesn't stand a chance. And he beats the Hulk up, grabs the girl, and bounces off. And the reasoning behind not sending a fighter jet or something because... Well, no. The fighter jets were too fast.
2: Oh, yeah. I I stumbled over that. I had to reread that line a number of
0: times because I'm like, what? They didn't want to find... They're too fast? (laughs) Yeah. Like... The abomination is faster than anything else other than the jets, which are too fast, so they can't send them. They can't shoot at it because they might hit the daughter. That is valid. Mm-hmm. But they're so quick to be like, shh, there's nothing we could do! Yeah. Uh, maybe the Hulk could go after him, but there's nothing else. We can't do anything. She's gone. Mm-hmm. Wake the Hulk up. <laughs> and
2: Thunderbolt Ross, the guy that has spent his entire life trying to. We're not. You know, like. <laughs> Ever since the Hulk is created, his whole mission in life is to destroy the Hulk. And now he's like, warm up the paddles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: yeah, they just jumped to that real quick. Mm-hmm. And Rick Jones is like, he's the one that's like, hey, get those, uh, those electro gamma things. They're like, what? Rick
0: Jones doesn't know this stuff. He <laughs> <laughs> got very melodramatic for a bit. Mm. that yeah. kid was very upset that the Hulk did not listen to him.
4: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it
0: ended up working out in the long run, but there wasn't anything really for that I latched on to mm-hmm. um, other than some of the captions. What were you going to say?
1: And even at the end, okay, you know, they sap his power once he comes back from the gamble so whistle.
0: He conveniently, so you're talking about the abomination?
1: Yeah. They sap his power just to the point where he's, you know, the same strength as the Hulk, but then even then, we don't get to see him and the Hulk throw down, really, because then, what is he, the Stranger? Was that who it was?
4: Yeah. The yeah. Stranger
1: comes and he's like, oh, never mind, you can have the Hulk back, I'm gonna take the abomination and fly off. And, like, so we don't even get, a, like, a conclusion, really, to this whole, like, battle that we were waiting for. Yeah. The whole thing was just, like... I'm going to do this and then just toss this in there because it's convenient. And then again, and then again, and then again. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't a story. This is just you throwing crap out to make money. I'm mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the end was like, you
1: know. Anticlimactic? Yeah. Like, all of the... Okay, so yeah. Obviously, I did not care for this story at all.
0: You didn't care for it at all? No,
1: they didn't... They didn't really even make a story. They... They... They were like, well, I can't figure anything interesting out, so I'm just going to break the rules and, and have magic things happen here and there to make everything worked out, to to make everything better again.
2: Yeah, they really didn't even try to explain their science in no. any way. Mm-hmm. It's like, good science fiction is believable, and you you explain it just enough. This, they didn't even, it was just like, well, we have these things, and that will work. What was it, like they said, uh, <laughs> and Stan Lee, like, he's like, this is another mighty Marvel first. You've probably never seen an infinite weapon lab before. Yeah. Yeah. It are like, what's that? well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> you made up a thing and didn't even try to explain it.
0: It's yeah. pretty bad what, like, yeah, the captions are trying to convince you this is something you should be paying attention to. Like, hey, be mm-hmm. excited about this. Look at this. You've never seen this lab. Mm-hmm. And this <laughs> is... <laughs>
2: This
1: is a room you've never seen. Look at this super secret library with books. And, and I think this was the one that had the bit that you oh. had mentioned to me, Randy, where it's, it's trying so hard to make you care that it tries to build that an anticipation by being like, you won't believe what happens in the next second once you turn this page. I couldn't figure. Okay, so
0: <laughs> now in comic books, the page turn is a big thing. When you're writing a comic book, you write for the page turn, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. If you know what you're looking for, it's in every comic book there's a piece of dialogue that overlaps onto the next page or from the page, you know, from the next page or something to make you want to turn the page or the actions broke up in a certain way where that final blow is going to be on the next page turn. This, like, I can't decide if this was like lazy. Now that you mentioned it the way you did, Melanie, I think maybe it's just them trying to further convince you. Maybe you should steep, keep reading or if it's brilliant because you're trying to read through this little fight and it's like, you know, what's going to ha- and then you get to the bottom panel and it's got an arrow to the next page and a caption of course and it's yeah it's like what's going to happen you won't believe what's going to happen next blah 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 you'll find out in a split second when you turn the page and it's like i would be finding out now if you didn't stop the story to tell me i'm about to find out <laughs> what's going to happen yeah
2: and i can't um, figure yeah
0: yeah
2: oh, <laughs> the, 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 i found that one yeah, what like, is the plan of the but even the plan of the brilliant bruce banner can go astray as we are about to find out in this next split
0: second (laughs) it stops (laughs) to tell you this instead of just letting you turn the page now i can't figure out if that was like late like trying to convince you like you really should just keep reading or if it was genius where they're trying to build up more tension because if that's the case it worked because by the time I read it, I was like, I know. I want to turn the page. <laughs> I want to know what happens. Just let yeah. me turn the page. You're slowing and down. And it was
2: kind of a shocker. It was like like uh, they have him on the ropes. They're like actually defeating him. And then what happens? Uh, <laughs> his blood pressure gets too high. <laughs> he turns into the Hulk and smashes it. Yeah, Like they're about to win. We're like... I don't remember the Hulk uh, transforming into Banner nearly this often. Yeah. You know, but uh, apparently he did. Like, every issue he transforms into Banner and back, like, over and over and over. This guy really needs to, like, he, he, he does need to uh, learn some meditation or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause,
0: man, he just gets wound up by everything. <laughs> so, I mean, that entertained me. It's kind of ridiculous but i guess it was kind of entertaining.
2: But you know what, what it what it makes me think of and and particularly with this story uh i suppose it's most appropriate because it's it's like having a ring announcer for like a, a WWE event. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know it's like it's a slobber knocker. Oh my god, he came from out of the back room with a steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> To be hulkinued,
0: hulkinued. <laughs> that is. I had forgotten about it. You sent me a picture of that today where it actually says to be hulkinued, and I was like, oh yeah. Well, when I read that, I did think of you as I got Jesse. Like, oh oh
2: I my! I didn't know what to do with that. A, like, a bridge wow. too far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've been known to to do some bad bridging of puns, but. That doesn't even make sense. No, no, <laughs> whole <continued. laughs> We call that a noodle, because there was a there was a kiddo uh, that worked with someone I know that uh, wanted to get in on the punning so badly. <laughs> they were talking about like pasta or something like noodles, spaghetti, and that. And he and and <laughs> in order to try to jump in and be one of the guys, he's like, "Well, that's noodle your business." <laughs> <laughs> so that has become. That's what we call that. Is uh, if it just doesn't even make any sense, um, then it's a noodle. A pun that's you're trying too hard. So hard that it yeah, like it's like okay, that doesn't even resemble the word you're trying to substitute. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you kept it on theme, but no,
0: it's that's almost, a, that's a noodle right there. Hokkien <laughs> It's almost like. Stanley ramped up the captions to make up for kind of a lackluster story. Yeah, but yeah. So between the four that we read this this month around, uh, this this was this one was kind of tough. Yeah, I mean they were all a little tough, but this was this was the hardest to get through. I think the ending, you know, like Melanie was saying, I think the ending
2: really was the part that bothered me the most. Is like seriously just yanked him out. Into yeah. space. Literally yanked him mm-hmm. into
1: space. Yeah. For some other plan. <laughs> if if it hadn't, if it had been one or two little things where they interfered, in my opinion, with the way things should have gone, it might not have bothered me. But doing it several times and then ending it like that, it yeah.
2: It was like a du-ex machina or whatever it is. Oh, deus
0: ex machina? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Real bad. Real bad.
1: Because
0: <laughs> you literally had like God's hand. If you haven't read anything before all this or after all this, it means nothing.
1: Um yeah. I haven't read anything. Well, I know, I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like
0: if if you know if that went somewhere that impacted the story you had just read, it's still cheesy, but maybe. But since this is like the one off that we're reading, yeah, it means nothing. So it's it's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> So that was the Hulk. That was the, the Hulk. Abomination. So uh, the Red Skull, I liked Red Skull. Mhm. Um the Hob or the Green Goblin is okay. I kind of like his Halloween theme thing. That's yeah. why the bats and the pumpkin. I like armor.
2: him overall.
0: Mm-hmm. I wasn't too fond of his origin story, but um yeah, yeah him as a character yeah. is not that yeah. interesting, but you know. But the Abomination, I really was not was not keen on. Mhm. They didn't really give him an origin.
2: He's just a spy that just happened to be in the wrong place or the right place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then,
0: Mephisto.
1: I wouldn't necessarily call this an origin story. It's kind of like the Dread Dormammu. Yeah, it's just your first introduction to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which is fine,
0: but... Was this the first... Well, I I, guess it it should be, huh?
2: Yeah, this was his first appearance, yeah. (laughs)
1: And I suppose when you're talking about this guy and the dread dormammu that really are more like uh you know beings from another dimension that possibly have no beginning and or end you can't mm. really give them an origin story it would have to be their first appearance so yeah. it makes sense right.
0: In which case it's it's interesting to include either of those
1: But I liked Mephisto he's oh yeah he's fun
0: yeah, I thought the artwork was incredible. Oh yeah, I liked the artwork in this one a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I like I liked. Well, it's got that cosmic thing, obviously, because it's Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. I've never read any other Silver Surfer Silver Surfers type stuff, but I always thought he was seemed like a cool character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. despite the fact that like his thing is he surfs around space on a silver surfboard, like sounds like it shouldn't work, but. It looks pretty cool. It was really oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so he seems like a cool character. I so I enjoyed reading that. Um, but I like the Marvel cosmic look, like the cosmic stuff with the. Um, yeah. What do they the call kir- it? Kirby dots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like that. Even though
2: it's not Kirby, it's uh, John Bashema. Yeah, but yeah,
0: still using the Kirby dots of that era. I, I thought that I always thought that was a very cool look. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got Mephisto himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the way that he's drawn.
1: Does he have horns or is that just part of his awesome hairdo?
2: I, uh, you know, let me look. I was thinking it's just his hair though. Mm. Okay. But maybe he does.
1: Well, I, I I thought it looked like hair, but I'm like, but that's definitely in a horn type shape. Yeah. He's so. got
2: kind of the, the Wolverine thing. Okay. He's, he's like Wolverine mixed with Dracula a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just his hairdo. I like that he's like a classic red devil looking, Mm -hmm. you know, but classy, classy Satan red devil looking character.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
0: Um, they draw him like he's always in some like sinister dynamic pose.
1: There's this one, I think my favorite one of him, and I'm not sure. I think it was from like you were looking at the back, his back, and he was standing on, but he's like. Standing across these two rocks, mm-hmm. uh, like doing whatever, and uh, he's light, you know, there's light coming from in front of him, mm-hmm. and and it, I don't know, it just looked really awesome. I'm like, he looks like a rock star right there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, I see the panel you're talking about, yeah, he's kind of like perched up. He's got, um, one foot up on the rock and then the one back, and he's just, like, got one hand forward and the other one's just up. And
4: uh-huh. mm-hmm. these guys keep
2: flowing back, and, yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of crazy, uh, like, atmospheric stuff going on in the sky.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: it kind of seemed like the artist enjoyed drawing him.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's like a Ronnie James Dio cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of it. He, he looked very metal the whole time. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And I just like his whole... His whole thing, anyway. I mean, yeah, he's supposed to be like a satanish character. It's like he's he's evil and demonic or whatever. But it's not. He's not like I'm just gonna destroy you. It's like no, I I can't just destroy you. You have to bend to my will and be my servant. Rah! I have to I have to <laughs> I can't just like break you so you're gone. I have to break you till so you're mine, and I like it because
0: <laughs> yeah. Why would a villain ever just want to off their their? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah,
3: but,
0: but no, yeah, you're right because it makes more sense in this case. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's interesting because you'll know, like that's the thing is we we kind of make fun of it where we're like, well, why wouldn't you just off him? But the one that we didn't like out of this was the abomination, and that's really all the abomination wanted to do was. <laughs> to, mm-hmm. you know,
0: be the king and just win. That's a good point. He wasn't like, I have you at a disadvantage, I'm going to tell you my life story. He sure. just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to beat the crap out yeah. of you and take this woman and leave.
4: But you know he what? He
0: had the agenda, you know. He just was
2: like, I'm just going to beat things up. Mm-hmm.
1: But had they left him and he had killed the Hulk? I mean, like, sad for Hulk, but that would have been a better story, and I would have enjoyed it more if that had been Ow. the case. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I think, okay, jumping back to that for just a second, I think... Even, like, if it had just been a simple, like, cut out, like, the unnecessary stuff, this guy gets created, that's fine, he's kind of tough, and then the Hulk comes back somehow and beats the crap out of him. Basic, straightforward story, I think, would have been more satisfying than what we got with the Abomination story.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway. Then back to this, where you've got, yeah, the kind of
2: convoluted plan, but more, uh, <laughs> if it was a plan, so much as he just wanted to... Crushes mm spirit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it was, well, he wanted to crush his spirit, but I think he wanted to crush it so that he could use, turn it evil and use it as part of, you know, his overall plan to dominate the earth.
2: It's because he's such a benevolent character. He's like the
0: alien epitome of good. So we jump in here and the silver surfers dealing with, he's, he gets angry at, at humans and at, at earth. Yeah. I don't know the I don't remember the girl's name,
1: but there's a girl in a hospital Ball or oh the the gal in the hospital. Yeah. Um I don't know that is she important enough that we know her name? No, I
2: think she was just like collateral damage and he was just trying to kind of set things right. He was trying to heal her like she accidentally got hurt in something mm-hmm. that must have happened in the last issue. Mm-hmm. And he has the power, his power cosmic. He can affect matter, so he could heal her.
1: And he does.
0: Yeah. But, like, there's guards or soldiers or police or something there, and they shoot at him, and he mm-hmm. ends up getting angry. And yeah. we're kind of wreaking havoc on Earth. And it's at this point, and I thought this was uh, kind of odd, it's at this point that Mephisto took notice and was like, this is the most pure soul I've ever seen. It was like, I mean, like, obviously, at the same time, you know, he uh, Silver Surfer is using his powers to wreak havoc on Earth. I thought that was interesting timing, I guess.
4: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think it was the, the fact that he was wreaking havoc across the entire Earth that made him take notice. Because it's like, wow, somebody that's strong enough to affect oh, the yeah. entire Earth all at once. Is very powerful, but looking at him the way he can with his magical demonic powers, I'm assuming, mm. uh, he saw that he was a good guy and he's like, oh, well, this isn't good for me. The, the way it seemed is that he had been working on Earth for a while, getting them to the state that they were in. And right, you know, then after he was done being angry, he assumed the Silver Surfer was going to put things back and then try to change the attitudes of people, mm. which would have screwed up his plan. Because okay. he's been working on him a while to get him to the, to where they're at so that he can just randomly take people to his domain because there are, you know, they're all being selfish. hmm Uh, yeah.
0: Warmongers and yeah. greedy and.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh,
0: and, you know, I liked, I liked the aspect of, like, he was intrigued by this super powerful being mm. who was, who was good. Mm-hmm. Um it would make sense that a Satan type character like Mephisto would be intrigued by that mm-hmm. and want to dominate that, that character. I think he said something to the effect that he, whenever he
2: saw something and, and very rarely did anything like, you know, catch his eye where he would even be concerned about it. But this was any time that he did, he would take it out. I think he said mm-hmm. that in the course of the battle mm-hmm. or whatever you'd call it.
1: Mm-hmm. Which was a lot of it wasn't that. A lot of it was, which I thought was the only thing that kind of surprised me. I'm like, well, maybe since he doesn't know this guy very well. But if you see that he's like some super pure, good, cosmic powered guy, why are you going to try to win him with like gold and chicks and stuff? You should know that he's beyond that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. he he should have. But I kind of like, I like that he did the like tempter devil thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know. Yeah. You want, you want jewels and rubies or no, that's not. You almost expect it from this kind of a
2: character archetype as the tempter. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: so he, so anyway, Mephisto shows up and steals Silver Surfer's ex-girlfriend from Silver Surfer's original planet or something. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a little convoluted. I thought this, like, working her in because, like, the whole original reason that, um, they're, like, displaced from each other is that he sacrificed himself for the good of his whole, of his whole planet mm. and, uh, signed on with Galactus, uh, to be his herald. And I think at this point, uh, I'm not sure that Surfer is even Galactus's herald. So, I don't see why he can't just go home
4: mm, Okay. <laughs> when, he want, when
2: he wants to. I mean, he's kind of out there, and it wouldn't really work for him to be there. He's got to be out there doing good things.
0: But
1: but he could pop in once now for a booty call. <laughs> you, you, you would think.
0: You would think. That Sir Ford's pretty fast. So, yeah, like he has this plan, and he kidnaps her, puts her on a, a spaceship outside of Earth. As su- as Silver Surfer's like, I probably shouldn't, like, ravage the Earth. So he puts things right, but the spaceship's at, like, inconvenient time because people on Earth are still freaking out. Convoluted, convoluted. Um, this whole plan, and it basically, Mephisto pops up as like, all right, well, I'm just going to take you, Silver Surfer, and take her back to my domain mm-hmm. and separate you guys. Like, he could have just done that.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, true.
0: This plan was weird. But anyway. And, yeah, so, like, he, they battle. Well. A battle of wits. I, I like the battle, though, actually. Because Mephisto's, like, attitude changed several times. Because mm-hmm. at first he was like, you know, I don't want to destroy you. I want you to, you know, I want your will to, I want to bend your will to mine and blah, blah, blah. I want mm-hmm. to own you, basically. And that changed as he tried different tricks in different attacks mm-hmm. uh, that change to like him just trying to destroy him eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really it it goes so far as to like he's like, fine, whatever, I'm just done with you. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, kind of. He's like, he's like, okay, I, I give up for now, but someday, someday yeah. I'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, he's like, eventually, he's like, yeah, fine.
2: Just take- yeah, he's basically, I just can't stand the sight of you anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's because he made him a thought that gave him a headache. And yeah. he's like, uh, uh, I need, oh, that's right. I need that's to right. take some aspirin and think about this. I'll come back to you another time.
0: <laughs> and they didn't like pursue that too far. But I think that was the most interesting thing in this to me. Just such a strange concept that he's like, I'm going to make you so small that you're nothing but a thought. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to put you into my brain. Yeah. And like, I was like, what? But I, <laughs> I liked it because it was kind of abstract and strange. Mm-hmm. And of course, it didn't work. It seems like something the
2: Master would. I mean, like because yeah. everything relates back to Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like like something the Master would do. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna force you, Doctor, to travel around in my brain and see all the terrible things I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I almost kind of wish it would have worked for a while. And we could have seen him like wandering, oh, yeah. wandering around in there and looking at stuff. And
0: well, yeah, that like it could have been cool to to run with. And I kind of thought they were going to go there, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but they didn't stick with it too long. No, they didn't. I like that the Silver Surfer such a such a good guy that like he didn't even want to kill the beasts that
4: the uh-huh.
0: Mephisto was conjuring out of nowhere and sending after him. Mm-hmm. He's like, right. it's not right that, and it's kind of a you know fun like war mm-hmm. uh, commentary there. He's not like right that. Your, your thugs basically will get killed for you while you stand by and idly watch. So he's yeah. like, you know, I'll injure yeah. this guy if I have to. but
1: He didn't end up killing some, though.
0: He killed, yeah, at least one for sure. The dragon oh, thing? Then, yeah, the yeah. one where he burst out from their belly.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I'm not sure what, if you can really consider him having killed the rock creatures because they had turned back into rock. Yeah. So I don't know that they're still creatures at that point.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But um, In the, you know, like each... Each chapter has like a Stanley intro. Um, and for this one, he, uh, he pointed out the fact that, uh, um, he doesn't, You're know, like, of all the characters that he does, the Silver Surfer really doesn't, he isn't quippy. He doesn't mm-hmm. really, he isn't really like, um comedic effect guy, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't do any of that Spider Man banter stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, uh, even without all that, you know, this was, Probably m- more fun to read.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. And I, I have to admit, maybe part of the reason that I enjoyed this character so much, not the Silver, Sur- Silver Surfer, but Mephisto, could be, again, that I am tainted by um, Venture <laughs> Brothers. Avenged and Bro. uh, I love the character in there that plays the Mephisto-type character.
0: Oh, the, yeah. the um, Is it voiced by H. John Benjamin? I believe about so. That? Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes he's the two headed dog, but you can turn it into different things. Yeah. Or uh. the three headed dog, whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're Satan character. There's he's hilarious and great. And and so I automatically went into this being like, Oh, it's that guy, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean
0: it is, but it isn't.
1: <laughs> well, I know, but it's the character that, that was based on, obviously.
0: Just recast it. I recast them all until you enjoy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of, like, the dialogue, it wasn't a lot different than the other stories. I mean, they're still, like, announcing what they're doing Mm -hmm. and restating basically the same things over and over and over. But it wasn't that big of an issue, I think, because the things that were going on were more interesting. I mean, it was a good... This part was a good almost 50 pages. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was a big one. But it... Went quick, like I'm. I can't say yeah. a lot happened, but it went pretty quickly. I thought,
1: yeah. And in this one, oh, I am assuming is later because they did more interesting things with the panels than mm-hmm. they had in mm-hmm. previous issues.
2: Yeah, uh, Silver uh, Surfer is a little bit older, or not older, but um, more not early. as old, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's a little more modern compared to the others.
1: Yeah, so they had some, some, some of that that I think made it less, you know, like drudging through it. It was more, you know, interesting and, and flowy.
2: Reading, uh, reading the, again, in the intro chapter, uh, he talks about how he kind of toils over those, uh, panels in Silver Surfer because of the way that they both talk, both Mephisto and Silver Surfer, because they have this kind of quasi religious Mm. slash, uh, classical method of speaking. And Mm -hmm. he really, he, he talked about how, you know, he would toil over what uh, they would say a lot longer than what he did with other characters. You know, it's like when I'm, when I'm scripting things for like the green goblin, I could just boom, say it mm-hmm. or Dr. Octopus is like, mm-hmm. you know, he just says it this way, easy peasy. Whereas, uh, Silver Surfer and Mephisto, he's got to really think about it. Also, he talked about how he didn't like <laughs> making them super verbose because the artwork that would get sent in uh for the Silver Surfer stuff was so awesome that he always felt bad, like adding even another word, uh-huh. putting for extra bubble server. Yeah, like every word meant a little bit more of that artwork gets covered up.
1: Yeah, well, that's good then.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think you're starting to see some of that, some of that verboseness getting reduced a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a good point. And like, yeah, I it is still a little wordy, but not as bad as. Uh, for example, the the abomination story. At one point, I I flipped the page, and the first panel my eyes laid on was like, it was you know regular square panel, with like two characters in the middle and completely all around them surrounded by white word balloons. Mm-hmm. The whole oh, panel, oh, yeah. and I was like, oh no, and like yeah, you
1: don't you don't get that. You
0: d- didn't necessarily get that here.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's slightly odd him talking about the. The language because it doesn't seem that like it would be much more difficult than when with um, the Doctor Strange and Dormammu,
0: or even Thor. In Thor, everybody
4: speaks right. a certain way. Yeah,
2: I don't know why he brought it up at the beginning of that one because he didn't. He didn't really talk about it like that in the other in the other intros. But for whatever reason, in uh, Mephisto, that's where he talked about the language and and how. It was a, a, somewhat of a struggle, and may, maybe, maybe because like Thor, at least there's a template.
4: Yeah,
1: Oh, yeah, yeah
2: that's guess. yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking.
1: Maybe one day I'll go back and read all those introductions <laughs> that I skipped.
2: <laughs> well, you know, they they were all right,
0: but uh, I don't know that they're necessary. Yeah, I read the Dormammu one. I don't know why. Maybe because like I'd never heard of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh-huh. I did. I skipped the intros too, just because I was concerned about not getting getting it all read in time. It kind of sounds like we're at the end of Bring on the Bad Guys. Yeah. F- final thoughts overall, that way we finish the whole book.
1: Um. Final thoughts overall, I'm not going to read any comics that were made before I was born. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Done. There are <laughs> now we're going to get all sorts of poll lists. Like, they're just going to vote <laughs> for old comics. Just old stuff. No, stuff. No. Well, I've read some other old, older things. I've read a lot of older Batman. Part of it is old-style storytelling, and we talked a bit about that. Well, I talked a bit about that last episode. But also, Stan Lee's pretty wordy.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, like, it's kind of his flourish. Um, a lot of alliteration. Uh, yeah. Like, you can tell he he puts work into it. Mm-hmm. To, to be that certain way but as a modern reader you're not used to it and most of the time for my perspective like for me reading it it wasn't necessary mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it just kind of slowed the story down it, uh, it feels like uh,
2: listening to an old-timey radio show where you've got a narrator telling you the, all these
0: things even
2: though the story could probably tell you
0: yeah, yeah stuff yeah. that seems obvious and not all old comics are that way. I mean the storytelling's similar in a lot of them, but they're not all quite that wordy. I enjoyed like revisiting it, but it
2: was a lot harder than I thought it would be to revisit it. Like I said, um a lot of times I'll read these bef- like at bedtime or before bed and I wouldn't have ever guessed that uh bring on the bad guys would be like a, <laughs> a
0: sleep aid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't would not have guessed that. Well, and you, yeah, and, like you said, you had this book when you were younger, yeah, and you probably wore those pages out reading it,
4: yeah, um, I
2: don't know, I think I was just probably closer to that style, you know, like I think things weren't that wordy, but they weren't that far removed from mm-hmm. it either, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, like we're st- we're talking early early eighties, and some of these are probably late seventies, mm-hmm. so
4: mhm.
2: I was probably still in the frame of mind, and I was probably closer to the intended age of the audience, too. Yeah, yeah. We're all older and modern people, and just jaded. Well, we're just used to – yeah, we're we're used <laughs> yeah. to things being kind of less is more now. Mm-hmm. hmm If it's too over the top, you know, we're not interested anymore. Mm-hmm. Or it's got to be so over the top that it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm
0: So um. – I'm glad that we read it. I hadn't read much of any of these characters, and a mm-hmm. lot of these characters are staples of yeah. the Marvel Universe.
1: So yeah, it was, a, it was a good introduction to some of the Marvel characters that yeah. we don't really know much about. And it gave me a deeper appreciation for Venture Brothers. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I can't believe
0: how much, like, Mar- like they were clearly Marvel readers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't believe how much stuff they lifted, you know, in parody mm-hmm. fashion. From these older Marvel stories. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to run into David Bowie. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> shifting David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There are certainly some characters that, like, I'm more interested. I definitely want to check out some more Silver Surfer stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I would also.
0: I know there was a modern, like, a fairly recent Silver Surfer run. I don't imagine it's still going because... Some of the new stuff is hit and miss, but uh, there's a there's I've read a few
2: of the newer ones. He tends to get more miniseries now. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a while, there Marvel was really kind of veering away from anything that had to do with space, and then they kind of went full circle and brought it all back. Like Silver Surfer plays heavily into uh, when Hulk is shunted off the planet. Like they, they finally just have had it with the Hulk, so they, sh- they shoot him off into space, and it's he's n- not supposed to survive it or ever come back, but
0: he does, mm-hmm. and then that's a whole thing.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there was definitely like introduction to some characters that I think were interesting, and mm-hmm. I would look more into.
1: If I could, if I could read a, a red book, a red book, a red <laughs> skull comic book without Captain America in it? I might do that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the, you know,
2: some of the newer Red Skull stuff, though, I think would be a little more interesting, like the stuff leading up to Civil War or that kind of thing Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't be as hard to read as this stuff was.
1: Yeah. It wasn't horrible. And I do think a lot of it, a lot of the, the characters and whatnot that we read, I would be interested in, interested in. In a, a a later setting when it wasn't written like it is, mm-hmm. and maybe had a a little more modern art style. Mm-hmm.
2: And several of these origins have been retold in in that more modern style, so that people can digest it better. Or they've been retconned or kind of tweaked.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, like it's not necessarily like that I think all the characters are A lot of them are interesting. I just, yeah, it was just this particular time period maybe was rough for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I would someday like to get into more Marvel, a little bit at least.
0: Although, I mean, we read it over the span of two months.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It still felt like a lot at once. I mean, a lot of origin stories just over and over.
1: I was I was really kind of shocked at myself because I do fly through things so mm-hmm. fast for the most part that I'm like, why can't I make myself do this? It shouldn't be hard for me. I should be I should have been done with this. Like, right away. Mm -hmm. Because it's really, when you look at how much I go through, it's not that much. But it was just forcing myself to do it was so hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I started uh, this right away. (laughs) Like, right after the last episode I started in. And I was still reading Mephisto today. mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, I'm glad. Like, I mean, to be fair, I'm glad we read it. Because this was requested by some people. People on Twitter had requested it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't want them to feel like, well, for one, we're, we're idiots. On it. Yeah, yeah. For one, we're idiots for not liking it, but also like that we're bagging on it for them. For you know that we're unhappy that they picked it. No, it's not that. It was just it was a rough read, and I'm glad that it's done.
4: Yeah. I'm glad to be able to <laughs> yeah. move forward. Yeah, me yeah.
0: too. Uh, no, you can see why it's classic. You can
2: see why. It's so revered and, and yeah. with good reason it's just it's so different from what we're used to now mm-hmm. yeah
1: particularly me because I I had I did only started reading comic books after I started dating Randy mm-hmm. which I mean it's been what like six or seven years now but still
0: you've only mm-hmm. been reading for a few years
1: yeah and all of the things that I've read with the exception of a few Batman books has been modern stuff mm-hmm. so it's really it, it's really taking me out of of my comfort zone to read these.
2: Mm -hmm. So maybe our recommendation is to, yeah, go ahead and, and seek out these characters, but don't necessarily, you know, it's, it's one of those things like when people ask, where should I start in doctor who? Well, -hmm. you don't necessarily tell them to start at William Hartnell.
0: No. Yeah. 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 I don't start at the beginning.
1: I, I was like, uh, Randy, come give me when the recreations are over.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, Yeah, no, exactly. Start at somewhere that's more in line with what people, what you're used to reading now.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And then if you really feel hardcore about it, go back to the beginning. There's some people I wouldn't even suggest that they start with
2: Eccleston. You're like, if I think that they're going to be, that they're going to stick with it, I'll say start with Eccleston. If not, I'll recommend something newer.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say yeah because even even some of the Eccleston stuff is a little rough at this point yeah as and a little goofy um, compared to where it's gone. Not that it's not consistently goofy, but I mm-hmm. mean you know yeah those what are they this sl- not the Slytherin? Maybe it's the Slytherin, Slytherin. S- Slytheen. Like those are kind of some rough episodes.
4: <laughs> sure, yeah,
1: but I thought I thought e- Eccleston has some of my favorites the the gas mask one and um the one that that's the one that got you watching it and um the one with the like um what are they? like the gas lamp ghosty mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. Well, oh yeah i i liked all those well i don't think
0: i i, I like eccleson's doctor quite a bit i don't think and overall most of those episodes are pretty good mm-hmm. but like the idea of like acclimatizing someone to doctor who that's you know a modern television watcher Mm -hmm. since 2005 when it came back television television and the production values of television have changed quite a bit so it's just the idea of introducing them to something that i mean 2005 is 10 years ago already it'd be like that don't say that it'd be like in the 90s if somebody's like hey you should start watching the show it's from the 80s (laughs) and you've never watched it like it'd be rough and that's like these comic books
1: Uh, yeah okay okay i'm just
0: trying to wrap it back around (laughs) Because Doctor Who come up and we might never leave Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, you're true. Um when is Doctor Who coming back? Is it November again?
2: Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think we still have a ways to go. They're filming it now. Oh
0: so there's man. that. <laughs> oh man. Ariana Stark's in it. Yeah. yeah. God, I could remember her name earlier when we were talking about Doctor or about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But then Doctor Who and her character name. Oh yeah. All right,
1: you had a you had a segue. What was that segue?
0: I kind of it, it, it broke down. It burped. It broke down. Oh, bro- okay. We, <laughs> we mentioned
2: earlier that we were going to talk about Daredevil, but we didn't really go there. Oh, oh no, do you do that or save that
0: for the future. We could talk about a little in the del- future. Del-
1: no, I'm just yeah.
0: <laughs> we could talk about a little Daredevil if you want to. It's up to you. I'm 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 all for it.
1: Yeah, me too.
2: You know, I mean, I don't know what to say about it other than it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it is awesome. And, uh, full spoilers, like, Oh yeah. At at least at this point there's been time people can, because like, you know, even in the first month of them releasing the season, you kind of don't want to talk full spoilers, but yeah, a heads up full spoilers. Now that we've all finished the series, Mm the season, what did you think of, I mean, the obvious thing is Fisk's character where he, where, where he went. Yeah. Um, And I kind of mentioned
2: it earlier, like there was the, I don't even know what we were talking about, but there was, there was a time where, where um, I, I suddenly saw um, or heard more, it was more audible. Uh, I heard the character from Men in Black, like when he would go super rage, super rage face. uh, Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Oh no. He was the bug guy in Men in Black. Yeah. (laughs) And we're like, oh no, now I can't unhear that. But, I mean, other than that, like, he was so, uh, you know, I think is probably the most interesting Wilson Fisk uh, we could probably have.
1: Mm -hmm. And I always liked D'Onofrio. I think he does everything he does very well. Yeah. And I really don't know anything about Daredevil other than there was another movie with uh, Ben Affleck in it, and it sucked. But when I saw him in there, I was like, oh, this is going to be pretty good. And I was right. Mm -hmm. I was right.
2: Well, and they're casting all the way across the board. I don't really, I can't find any fault with it. You know, like, uh, oh, what's his name? I don't know his name. I know he played Fulton Reed on The Mighty Ducks. But Foggy Nelson was Uh a fun casting. Karen Page was a fun casting. Ben Urich was a fun casting. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they all,
0: this was just a really good production. Mm -hmm. I mean, Netflix has done well with its original series. Mm-hmm. but you like it's still like well it's Netflix you don't really know what you're going to get i'm still really surprised at the series the production values were super high it looked really good there are some fantastic sequences that you a little bit like the flash but i was just going
2: to say kind of like the flash in that i was surprised by how far they went uh-huh. in a single season like mm-hmm. i was like really you guys are going to go there already
0: i liked that they went the whole season and didn't get to red suit daredevil till the very end. Yeah, yeah, that was cool.
1: Even then, his whole suit's not really all that red. But well,
2: you know it's just what I mean. so it's it's so dark that yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm red. sorry. I just I just have there's to. His red. Uh, uh,
0: excuse me. His red suit's not really red.
1: Well, there's barely any of it. Any of it is red.
0: But you you know what I mean. The actual daredevil costume.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. And I like the not Daredevil costume more. It's oh, yeah. Cool. Well,
2: that's, uh, and that's the funny thing about that is it's a real callback to the only other time we saw, uh, Daredevil other than that Ben Affleck movie was, uh, in the Incredible Hulk TV show. They did some straight to TV movies. Uh, one of them was the trial of the Incredible Hulk. And, uh, so that's what Daredevil looked like was he had kind of the black costume with just that top mask. Oh, really? And and it was, um, it was referenced again when, uh, Frank Miller did, uh, The Man Without Fear, which was kind of like a retelling of his origin. And so that was kind of like, instead of the yellow suit, which Daredevil had for a little while, (laughs) he was fighting crime in that, in that black suit that was more ninja style. Mm hmm. So that was kind of fun. I mean, good good references all around. Yurik? Yeah. You sent me a message when you got to that part. Oh, man. Well, I, I'm not even sure if he's, yet oh, I mean, spoilers, yeah. He he dies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he's so pivotal and involved in the fall of Kingpin, and I'm not even sure if he's dead now. He might be dead now, but, I mean, like in the first season, boom, I did not see that coming.
1: That's the assistant guy?
0: That yeah, was the reporter. The reporter.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, I didn't even know.
0: I, I was surprised when it got there, yeah. but I ha- I seen it coming just because things were turning around for him, uh, you- and he was starting to yeah. get excited, and he was giving, like, you know, the speeches. Uh, I seen it coming. As
1: a and I, I probably influenced you negatively because I believe it was either that I- episode or the one before it when I'm like... Okay, somebody's going to die, and it's going to be either that guy or that chick, and I kind of hope it's that chick. And then it wasn't. What chick? Their, their assistant lady. Oh. Oh, really? hmm I didn't mind her. Well, yeah, but if I had to choose between the two Oh, of them... between
0: the two, you'd rather her than the than Yurik? Yeah. I just knew, like, because he had decided, you know, he'd been through about the worst of it, and he decided, like, he was getting this reinvigoration. And I was yeah. like, don't do that, dude. That yeah. That's a death. That's a death warrant. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, if somebody was going to die. Like I said, yeah. it was it was pretty obvious. We were waiting for somebody to kick the bucket.
0: And speaking of the assistant, oh, I can't remember. It's been too long since we watched. I can't remember her name.
2: Wesley or something? Was it Wesley?
0: I feel like. Oh that's yes. Too it, it, obvious the name. I don't know. The one chick blowing away the one dude. Yeah. That kidnapped her. Yeah. Uh, Kingpin's assistant. Mm-hmm. I guess you know Daredevil's assistant blowing away Kingpin's assistant. Yeah. Uh, that blew my mind. That I did not see coming.
1: Yeah, me either, actually. Um, when you know
2: a little bit of her, like, they go, they get into her dark side a lot more in the comics, so for a comic reader, that wouldn't be all that surprising, but it was still, still kind of surprising, Mm because at at that point in her character arc, you don't know, you don't know what she's capable of. Well, you
1: do now. (laughs) They had alluded to her having some darker background earlier, and then again, When he had her there. But I still... It just didn't... It didn't seem like the show was ready to let a character as important as him to Kingpin die. But they did, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And he was... I mean, he... At first, I wasn't keen on that guy. Mm -hmm. But he... As the show went, he became a more and more interesting character. Mm -hmm. And during that, that scene where he had her, you know, in there and drugged, like... He was a very interesting character, I thought. Like I was like, Oh wow, this guy's like there's something to him. He's He went from creepy to super creepy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then boom. Then he's done. Mm. Um I was just shocked James because James
2: Wesley is his character name. It, so it's Mr. Wesley. Mr. Mr. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. It just seemed like that scene is like you've seen that kind of scene in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh well, it's like the reporter. Because of his attitude change and all this, I was Mm -hmm. like, I've seen this in a million movies. He's going to die. In this case, it was like, I've seen this set up in a million movies, but it usually doesn't end up with uh, the kidnapped victim blowing the dude away.
4: No,
2: either someone rescues them or or it doesn't end well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Or even she might have gotten away and he, you know, would have looked foolish but not died.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, like like you said while we were watching it, Melanie, you know, Fisk is a, a rage killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um And that just, like, it's like the last straw. Oh, and Foggy finding out. Daredevil yeah, that happened really
2: quickly, too. Mm-hmm.
0: I understand why he was so upset about it, but that is one part that I felt dragged. And maybe it's me as a viewer wanting to be like, but you're his buddy, and you find out he's he's Daredevil, and then you're excited. You guys do exciting things, mm-hmm. like yeah. I I wanted to get past the uh, them being uh, upset with each other. Yeah, and right. that felt like it went on a little too long. But it, I guess, it's
1: well, realistic. it's not fun for us, but it makes sense. sense
0: for the characters,
1: especially in this case, because it's not just that my friend's a superhero and didn't tell me. It's that he he has abilities, so that he like like he said. You knew every time that I was lying. He knew all these things and pretended to be, like, played along, pretending to be stupid and not knowing. And it changes the, the their entire relationship from the beginning on. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, I had a secret I didn't tell you. It's more than that. So I can understand you, him being really upset.
2: Yeah, You got the uh, really fun backstory stuff, too, through, mm-hmm. throughout that, mm-hmm. that, particularly that first episode where they're dealing with it where they do the whole flashback to when we were in college and
0: avocados at law and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is her name? Karen. Yeah. She's dealing with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. She's and, doing the real work. Yeah. yeah. Really? Like she kind of is. And she seemed very on her own and isolated mm-hmm. and in hopeless situations that whole time. And that come across very well. Yeah. Um, To the point where you're like, Come on, guys. She needs help, and like it, it, it. I like obviously things kind of get resolved, but not really her issues.
1: Uh huh. Um, yeah. They
0: leave that hanging, mm-hmm. and I don't know. They just handled it in a realistic way because you're. It's that thing where, as a viewer, you want this to happen, but it doesn't happen because it seems more realistic mm-hmm. that the characters would react this way, but. As yeah. a viewer, you want her to be like, well, this happened, and they're like, oh, it's okay, we'll deal with it, but but you don't get that.
1: Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, I mean, and this is just part of the world of superheroes, it, this and in Flash and in Arrow and in every superhero show they have, they always hide their identities from the people they need to tell, and then the people that shouldn't know find out and uh, yeah. and are you know in it right away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, tell your sister, tell your best friend, tell whoever. Don't tell these random people that wander off the street. And you know, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know.
2: Oh, and Karen still doesn't know, does she? No, no.
1: But she but should got,
2: But Rosario Dawson does. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> random stranger nurse
1: yeah yeah i see that's what i'm saying she does need to know his best friend and and uh his assistant they need to know and she's on board with
0: what the daredevil is doing yeah i i cannot wait for season two it's probably going to be a long time though yeah Yeah. because
2: they're gonna let all the other shows Mm -hmm. happen first you know we'll we'll get uh Jessica Jones and we'll get Iron Fist and we'll get the Defenders even, which I wonder if uh Cumberbatch will be involved in that, because usually Doctor Strange is part of the Defenders. Oh yeah, huh. So I'm I'm kinda interested to see what they're gonna do with those. And you've got um oh what's his name? Well it's David Tennant, and he's playing the purple man in Jessica Jones. Uh oh. Oh, what's his name? Well basically he's like Super manipulative, like brain powers kind of thing. Like basically he has like an evil version of the force power. Whereas like, these are not the droids you're looking for.
3: <laughs> you yeah, know?
2: sure. Like evil, seductive that we're going to get to see a proper villain out of, uh, out of tenant, which I know he's done the bad guy for, for Harry Potter, but like that was kind of like your manic. I'm kind of half crazy. This will be like more your. Or your James Bond villain kind of thing.
1: It's 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 that thing that girls like about him. I don't know what it is, but he's going to pull that out of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually I'm almost more excited about him being the villain than I am about uh, seeing Jessica Jones. So <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious what those shows are going to be.
4: Yeah, okay.
2: I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. I'm 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 actually more interested in them than I have any right to be. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, and I don't, I'm not expecting them to be like Daredevil. I kind right. of expect every show will have a different
2: tone. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones has actual superpowers, so she's oh. kind of like a down on her luck. I used to be a superhero kind of character. Like, she kind of just gave up on being a superhero. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that one is going to be pretty interesting. Um, Iron Fist is going to be more your. Kung Fu y kind of thing, I think mm-hmm. it should. I mean, it
0: should be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm. Ex- I'm kind of. I guess of all of them, I'm kind of excited for more excited for that one just because.
1: Because you're a kung fu guy. Yeah, well, yeah.
0: I mean, if it's it's called Iron Fist, it should. You know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not going to
2: be like Man with the Iron Fist or with the Rizza. <laughs> oh.
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: like the song. <laughs> yes.
0: I I didn't know what to think of Daredevil before it, we watched it. I wasn't mm-hmm. super excited. Oh. I was just kind of curious. Mm-hmm. And,
3: and
1: but you know, besides the one um which it wasn't even really a a Netflix original. It was uh arrested development the Netflix, sh- Netflix season or whatever. Mm-hmm. We haven't really watched any Netflix originals to to have an opinion on them. Well, we were watching that um Vampire Werewolf one. Nope. Oh, Hemlock Grove. We watched. A bit we of that. watched like two episodes of a couple different shows, and we but we didn't, we never continued with anything.
0: But but I agree, you're right. Like I didn't know what to expect out of yeah a superhero or out of a the Netflix series mm-hmm. what they would do with a superhero property. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they've done well.
1: And I don't, I don't mind. I didn't mind the Hemlock Grove one. I don't, I didn't understand why we never went back to it. I thought you didn't like it. No.
2: I watched both uh, both one and two, both seasons. I don't think we got and to season two. No. It, season two is weird, but <laughs> we still enjoyed it.
1: This was during a time period when we were hopping between Netflix and Hulu and started like the first couple uh, episodes of 14 different shows that we never went back to because they were too depressing or they were too this or they were too that. They, we also watched those two British shows that I, I liked both of them and we never went back to either one of them. The one where the kids disappeared and then came back, like, 20 years later, except they were still kids. Like, the one girl had a twin. You remember that one?
0: Oh, that wasn't British. That was, like, French or something.
1: Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, that was
0: interesting, but...
1: And then there was another... Oh, no, wait. And then I'm thinking of a British show I watched myself.
0: But then we probably hit a patch of, like... New Doctor Who and new this and new that. And
1: okay, maybe. Yeah. But shows
0: priorities. Fell yeah. Fell by the wayside.
1: There, there are several shows They're that we started dead and to me. never. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're all dead to me. Is that the community reference? Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, we'll do these like reviews and even, even in the podcast episodes, I find like the, the, the purpose quotes, the purpose of uh these videos or the podcast episodes you know where we're reviewing a certain thing is mm-hmm. okay but then it's just the random nonsense and like the oh yeah like that's my favorite stuff.
2: Yeah. that's what actually carries over if you don't know what we're talking about you have to go check out the community reviews.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to, to get this inside joke, yeah. Yeah. So go to uh youtube.com/garlics podcast and check those out. I do post them on the website usually but like it's just the youtube video so yeah. just, just go to the go to the youtube channel and subscribe and then watch some stuff subscribe first
4: yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: Always yeah. but
2: because we do all sorts of things and you you never know you never know
0: we do we i have a I have another video that i'm trying to upload or that i want to upload and i've recorded it twice now and it. I, I saw that on Twitter. Uh, you were talking about that. <laughs> um, it's it's it might just be a one off or something I'll do once in a while. But I was like, I kind of want to play some video games, but I should do some Grawlick stuff. How can I make? How <laughs> can I? <laughs> your peanut butter's in my chocolate. How can I make this work?
3: <laughs> um,
0: so I was so I researched like old superhero video games. And oh. I and I found, as far as I can tell, the first licensed comic book video game for a home console system is Superman from mm-hmm. 1979 for the Atari 2600. Oh, my. So I basically did, like, a uh, kind of like a Let's Play Superman sure. video. And the first one, the audio, like, there was, like, a noise reduction setting on my screen capture software. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounded weird. It, like, cut out my THs and my S's, and made me sound like I had a really strange speech impediment or accent. (laughs) And I was like, this isn't going to do. So I tried it again, only it took me twice as long to play through the game, and the game audio overrides my voice. Oh, which is
2: dramatically louder. Yeah. You need the
0: the reverse, yeah. Which is a big problem, because the Atari 2600 had rough sounds. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I might just make melanie sit down i'll be, put the controller in her hand i'll be like okay you play this i'm going to talk about this video game and then you let me know what you think of it i, I think i'll yeah. make melanie play it because i beat like, the game twice like, already. Kids,
2: like those kids react videos or, or
0: uh yeah teens react or senior citizens react mm. so this is a video i've done twice over i was hoping to get it up uh last week or the week before like i said it could be a one-off or something but It'll get up there eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, it's just something different. But the point is the first time it came out 10 minutes long. The second time it was 20 minutes long. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Not 20 minutes of that. No, but it was kind of fun. It's fun to look at this, like, you know, 1979. Hey, this is Superman in a video game.
4: Mm-hmm. It's,
0: yeah. You know, and it's Atari 2600 graphics. I think that was a good choice because there is like, some interesting facts about the game that I dug up. And oh, it's something cool. I had never played before. I didn't have it. I have a lot of 2600 games, but I didn't have that one. Um, do you have
2: the infamous E.T. game?
0: I do. I have probably several copies of the infamous E.T. I game. Wanted, I wanted so badly to like
2: play that game and, and understand it. And I just always fell into a hole. Oh, um, it's
0: so frustrating, isn't I did it?
2: Not get out of the hole. I was always—that's all I remember about that game—is falling in a hole, not being able to get out of the hole, and shutting it off like rage quitting. I like think... the earliest form of rage quitting probably was an ET game.
0: Yeah. I think that's a lot of people's experiences with that game. Yeah, we watched a while ago. There's that documentary about it.
2: I yeah, know. I still haven't seen it, but I, it's on my queue. I really. I'm interested because, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: it's a that's a memory. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm not a huge fan of it, but there is a lot of interesting stuff. I liked hearing from the creator and then getting some of the backstory about, like, because it's about that game, but it's also kind of about the uh, home the console video game collapse of that period. Sure, and that game gets blamed for that a lot. It uh-huh. does a well a good job at like explaining that, like. It's not just that one game that caused it, but right, it kind of contributed, but it's not a bad watch.
1: They should make a documentary about that one game that you played and then it like destroyed itself. Oh, like
0: a computer game. It's like a... a
1: Russian computer game. Yeah. And then huh. somebody, somebody uh, like eBay or something a copy Uh, and some Asian guy bought it for, I don't know, a million dollars, let's say. And when he put out a video, it wasn't him playing it. It was him sitting there at the end crying. And that was, like, all anybody ever got of it. Well, apparently, huh. apparently, yeah, I don't remember
0: the name of it. Um, if I think of it, I'll look up a link to some information and include it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's some kind of bizarre game where you can play either, like, um, this girl or a ghost. Mm-hmm. There's, like, two characters you can choose between, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes it even worse because the fact... Uh, because once you beat the game, the game is programmed to delete itself off your hard drive. So yeah. like <laughs> once you beat it, you only get to play it once. You beat it, it deletes itself, it's gone. Which is probably this guy's issue. He's like, Oh my sure, god. Sure. Yeah. Um but it's like supposed to be this kind of bizarre game where you're um you're in some coal mines and there's some like weird oppression things going on and it came out of, I think, Russia when it was still very depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Soviet state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wish I could, I'll, I'll look up the name of it, but
1: it was oppressed and in depression. So yeah,
0: yeah. If that sounds, I mean, I don't know if there's a lot there, but that sounds like an interesting story. Somebody could totally investigate and make a, a documentary or something out of.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Or if you know anything about it, write us a letter at, uh, letters at Gralic. Podcast dot com. Yeah. Yes, yes, please and do. Tell yeah. us more,
1: and we'll share it with the world.
0: Here. Yes, educate us because we talk about things that we don't necessarily always research first.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I- I've heard about that game several times. It's been on. It's been on a lot of. Um, I watch. Uh, a lot of um, like top ten weird whatever random things mm-hmm. list shows like that, and it's been on several of those. Like. Top ten mysterious games, or hard to find games, or you know something of that nature. I don't. I know. I know what. Uh, whatever the internet knows and has told me. <laughs> the internet doesn't lie. No, never.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's true because the internet told me so. All right, what else, guys? What else? Oh, Comic Con is this weekend. I don't know. Well, as as we're recording. Oh, Comic Con this- was last weekend. Yeah, and that's the reason that we're recording on a Tuesday. So yeah. we'll have potentially uh, Grolix Bites stuff from Con if I can find some interesting uh, – if I can find time to do some recording. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Axan and I will do like a con review since it's their first time doing a con or something. Oh, yeah. It just depends on how things go. And there's some interesting guests, especially if you're like a ballstar Galactica fan. Apollo is going to be there, McFoley is going to be there. Um, Speedy Mc, uh, was it Speedy Delivery? (laughs) Uh, McFeely, McFeely, McFeely. (laughs) yeah. Uh, Walter Koenig the uh, uh, Chekhov, they'll be there. Nice. Billy Billy West was kind of the the big, you know, like voice actor guest. Oh yeah, that's right. Who's done literally every awesome voice ever? Everyone, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Was that Frank Welker was the one from the '80s who did everybody, and uh, Billy West is kind of like that next generation guy that mm-hmm. did everybody.
1: I think I watched the first season of Battlestar Galactica, and
2: that was it. Yeah. Uh, well, Apollo then is the main character guy that's going to be there. Okay. So there's and there's some like old school um, Carolyn Monroe is going to be there.
1: Mm-hmm. I so. think something just broke at your house.
0: That no, sounded like dog
2: that, collar that, rattles. That was oh. that was the door. Yeah, oh.
1: I enjoy it. I I'm I feel like I'm being um, voyeuristic listening in at, at your house. <laughs>
2: what, what's happening at Keepers? What's happening at location B in Cobra Law? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Serpentor, knock it off.
0: <laughs> oh, that's another reason if you haven't uh, gone to the Grolics Podcast YouTube channel because I don't think I even posted that on the website. There oh, was, the bonus episode? Yeah, there's a bonus episode that followed our last our last episode. Um, it's only like 10 minutes long, but it was like great stuff. So I was like, this has got to go somewhere.
2: It was kind of just the after the credits. Mm-hmm. It would be our after the credits scene, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and no, I wasn't in it, but it might be okay anyway.
0: <laughs> I don't think you listened to it either.
1: I don't listen to any of them, baby.
0: Well, I had like I, I labeled it as episode sixteen point two, I think, because it referenced a lot of stuff in the episode before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so it's definitely a fun like. If you <laughs> if you're gonna listen to episode sixteen, you gotta listen to the other part because it's it's too funny. It was too funny not to put somewhere in relation to that episode. We call it
2: the Clowncast. Clown is that what we call it? Clowncast, yeah. It
0: references the, the failed intros a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That one I got. Oh, man. I want a cheeseburger.
0: You want a cheeseburger?
1: I want a cheeseburger.
0: It's all pizza. It, it is. <laughs> this is Randy. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines Grolix. And
1: this is Melanie. And there's no crying in Grolix. This is
2: Jesse. That's my secret, Grawlix. I'm always angry.
0: Thank you for listening to the Grawlix Podcast. The Grawlix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Dorpal Arrow Studios. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. To hear more, visit GrawlixPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rawlitz Podcast and like us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Podcast.
1: Okay, so we. Yeah, can...
0: I would like to try to make it. Because... We can get
1: autographs and then flash them in front of your face and be like, "Ha look what we got! Right, like, ah! working." <laughs> oh,
2: if only I could actually see them. They're on the other side of that row of people.
0: Yeah. Like they were so beautiful. <laughs> 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 you could feel the celebrity just shine off their skin, <laughs> they radiate off their skin. They,
2: they've got a sweaty sheen of celebrity. <laughs> 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 Are you still recording? Is yeah. yeah. After- oh
0: yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: That's going in.
2: Yep. After credits. Yep. And
1: who knows? Maybe one day we can have our own sweaty sheen.
0: Uh, sweaty sheen. <laughs> oh. Tiger blood.
3: Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know
0: if we want a sweaty sheen.
3: No. no, no. He's Winning. A ba- <laughs> He's
0: a Vatican assassin.
4: <laughs> uh. <laughs> hmm. Whew.